it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, a little under the weather. It's allergy season for, for Edward. So, yeah, my best friend, the other host, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? As you can hear, is a nasally voice. Um, yeah, it's like a scratchy throat, nasally voice kind of do. <clears throat> which is weird because most people for allergy season, it's, it's springtime. And Edward, it's the fall. So. Yeah, the fall, winter time, you name it. Like it's just weird, man. Uh, and then your up. boys are going to school, so I'm, I'm sure eventually they're going to get sick. So they're they're to be honest, they're still sick, bro. And they they they've been catching the allergies too. Um, like kind of sucks. You uh, get has has been prescribed asthma medication, like the, the inhaler. Uh, so it freaking sucks, but the good thing is he is getting better. So, you know, the fact that you mentioned Ika, I have to talk. I mean, we're not going to talk about this on this episode, but like, oh god, yeah. Uh, so the most, literally, the most awkward thing to have ever happened on Twitter involves, you know, obviously one of my goats uh, for Real Madrid, which is Ika Casillas, where he sent a tweet out that basically said he's gay. And and then obviously immediately deleted that tweet and then told everybody, "Hey guys, I was hacked." Um, which I don't know, man. I can't tell you. I mean, I'm not. I'm not here to. I'm not here to judge. Like I guess everyone. Like I always tell people, like um, I can't say anything because. Well, I mean, I can't say anything because one, I'd be a hypocrite because you know, obviously, I love my brother. My brother's gay, and you know, I'm, I'm not not mainly because my brother, but I do end up supporting gay people just to get the whole LGBTQ community. But it was just, to me, it was kind of weird that I don't know where this tweet comes, comes out. And then he immediately deletes it. Well, I don't know how immediately it was. I, I can't tell you, but he ended yeah. up de- eventually deleting the tweet and then told, Hey guys, I was hacked. But the t- what didn't make things any better was that, um, which is actually one of Edward's legends, um, Carlos Puyol, um, you know, 
Spanish center yeah. back for Spain, mm-hmm. obviously, but also well known for his time at, at Barcelona. Um, he responded, and, and I'm sure it was to be in support of of Iker Casillas. Um, and but the, the 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 tweet, the response tweet was essentially was, "It's time to tell everyone our story," which was what he said in Spanish. Um, and so now everybody's like completely just kind of they got flabbergasted. They were very flabbergasted and. Now people are wondering if Iker Casillas or Carlos Puyol are gay. And uh, my response to that is, it's none of your fucking business. Uh, let the men live. If they're gay, they're gay. If they're not, then, you know, like I said, mind your own business. But yeah, very interesting thing that happened this past weekend. Um, like I said, we're not really going to talk about it, but it was just something that inter- something interesting that happened. Um, like I said, man, you know, if they are gay, you know, who the fuck cares? I mean. You know that's their lives. That's, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, but that was pretty it, awkward. It's, really it's, like, is, it's not like Puyol can then say, "Oh yeah, me too, guys." Like you know, it's one of those things. Um, but then again, at the same time, you don't know what what exactly that tweet meant. Um, I don't think anybody really knows what that tweet meant. Everybody knows Spanish is very uh, contextually confusing at times. So, especially I mean, like for for compared to our like okay, for example. Um, for example, like pedo means like twenty different things. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? So, so like, okay. For example, to us, coger means you know to fuck, but in Cuba or in Spain, sometimes it's like voy a ir a coger el niño. Like I'm gonna go pick him up, as in like. Wait, I'm gonna go yeah, recoger, or something like that. But coger is to them is not oh, voy a coger, like you know, you know, something like that. So it, it's very, it's very off. Like for us, we're like, wait, what? You're gonna do what to your kid? No, no, no. It's like you know, I'm gonna go pick him up. I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm a little bit in shock that I heard that word. You know, of course, it's just like, but. Like maybe maybe like you said, it's a, it's a different context, different uh, how do you say, <clears throat> different story. Yeah, it, like, the, the thing is, obviously, it's just the fact that Puyol's response was obviously it's time to tell our story, and uh, yeah, it's, like I said, it's it it now kind of sucks because like. If if that's what what Puyo was meaning, or it was just maybe just like, hey, you know, it's time to tell your story, buddy. Um, I, I don't I don't know what he was trying to do, honestly, but like, it's very awkward for him, at least at his end, because obviously now Iker Casillas is claiming that his his Twitter got hacked, and I mean, we don't know if it if it did, if it didn't. You know, that's you know, we don't. It's not here or there. Like I said, once again, it's none of my fucking business. So I frankly don't don't want to say too much about it. But it was just kind of interesting that that happened over the weekend. Uh, a lot of things happened over this weekend, and so we'll definitely be talking about that. Um, my body is still sore from going to the Renaissance Festival. Um, so if you guys know, the Texas Renaissance Festival kicked off this past weekend. Um, we went there for my sister's birthday. Um, you know, happy belated birthday, Wendy. Um, so yeah, so she, she, she turned the big four three. Um, so, so we went. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go to she wanted to go to the Renaissance Festival. It's been it's been a long time since we went to the Renaissance Festival. Um, so shoot, I don't I think maybe Heidi was was I know they went with Heidi at least once. But the last time like we went as a family, I was still in high school. So it definitely was uh it's been been a while since we went. Um so we had a lot of fun. Uh we got to see some jousting. 
Uh, it's a very interesting place to go. Um, I was very confused for the people that dressed up as anime characters. Um, to the Renaissance Fizzle. What? Yeah, there's people that cosplay as, as anime characters, and I'm like, this is confusing. And, but then if you think that was weird, there was also people dressed up in, uh, in full combat gear. And, 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 you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, if, if you thought the anime part was weird, the people in full flat Kevlar, that was, to me, was even more bizarre. And, uh, more, more of a red flag, if anything. Because why do you have that lying around? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, I need a full investigation of these people's households. Every single one of them, they're dressed up in flak and Kevlar, like they're about to go roll up on, roll up on some SWAT. So I was like, so that was questionable. I mean, like I said, it was fun to see the people dress up, uh, dressed up, you know, correctly, <clears throat> you know, obviously in right. the, the medieval period. Um, would I ever do it? No. Uh, I'm not dressing up for, for the dude just said, do would I ever do it? No. I was like, damn, bro. I, I would not do it. Like that. I wouldn't even cosplay. <laughs> it was funny though, because I saw this one guy, like there was there's some you know, obviously people that work there's people that work the Renaissance Festival. So there's guys that literally like walk around in carts, like so for people that don't want to walk across the whole place, they could just pay these guys and they'll they'll like take them on a cart with them walking. And, uh, one guy was, he was an Asian dude. So he dressed up, I guess, what the, that period was for, for Asia. Um, you mean the Edo period or like the samurai period or? I don't know essentially what the Renaissance period would be. I mean, he didn't dress up like a samurai. He was wearing like, like someone that would work like in the, in the rice fields, something like that. Um, he had the little, the little hat. Uh, I don't know why I put my hand up as if you can see me doing this. Um, and then, weirdly enough, he was wearing a fucking Naruto headband on his arm. So I was like, "There, we okay." Go. So, uh, I've, uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, now, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that. And a lot, a lot of like, so for example, like a lot of guys or something, instead of wearing it on their head, they wear it on their neck or uh, on their arms and stuff like well, that. The thing is with me about those, about at least like the people, the ones that buy those Naruto headbands, is like obviously the metal is very like. It's not bending, so when you yeah. try to put it on your head, it like it doesn't like it doesn't shift like it doesn't like shape up with your forehead like you see in like uh, obviously like in Naruto, where right, everyone's like right. all their headbands seem to be flush with their foreheads, which is impressive for Sakura's sake. She got a big head, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't know why I took a I took a jab. I hate Sakura. I think that was my point. I, like, I see Sakura. that, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> The thing was with me was just like, like I remember going to like the first time I went to an anime convention, um, uh, which is also the only time I've ever been to an anime convention. Um, uh, I remember seeing this kid wearing the headband, but he, like I said, he was a kid, and this headband looked like it was meant for like an adult, and you it it looked like I, I don't I don't know how to describe it, but it just didn't look right, and so <laughs> like it just it was his face, and then it was like. This this hard like placard, just there, and it was just like, and I was thinking about it. I, was like, I guess you don't really want to like tie the the headband too hard because then maybe it breaks the, you know, the plate, you know, whatever whatever village you're, you're choosing to represent. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. You 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 bought one of those, right? Yeah, but I had the Itachi one, the one where it has the slash through the leaf. Yeah, but the, is that thing like 
Like, have you tried to like actually like form it into your head? You can. It's not made out of actual metal metal. It's like foldable metal. So it won't break. No. I mean, if you fucking really bend it hard enough and enough times, yes, it won't break. Okay. Was, if you, if, if, no. Yeah, that was that's intriguing. Anyway, I, I might want to go to an anime convention one day. I'm, once again, I'm not really an anime guy. So, I mean, I feel like I'd be more more disrespectful than anything if I went to an anime convention. Um, just because, like, once again, I'm not... Like, if someone tells me what's my favorite anime, I'm going to point out all, like, the, the ones everybody watches. And so, like, I'm, 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 if anything, I'm a fraud. So, I don't tell people I'm an anime guy. Because, I mean, I'm watching, what, friggin' My Hero Academia. That's not... Oh. That's pretty popular that's awesome. now, right? Yeah, that's an awesome show. Especially because right now, they, I think they're releasing episodes. Like, I don't even count Dragon Ball Z uh, as an anime, even though technically, I mean, obviously, by definition, it's an anime. But that's like, the OG, that's the OG anime, man. But like, like, you know, it's, it's like some people are like, they're like, oh, I watch Fruit Basket. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's like, is it action? And they're, they, I, they try, I think someone tried to explain it to me and I still didn't figure it out. So, <laughs> so like when people are like, with those people, I'm like, okay, that's an anime person. But like, <laughs> Like you, uh, that's like saying like, like um like oh what's my my top three like you know uh what's a what's a, uh, desert island movies what what are gonna be my desert island movies and I tell you legally blonde it's like you know uh, people instantly get right, Meredith people are gonna instantly right, disrespect Meredith. me because obviously I'm I'm a fraud so like, even though right, those not, that would not be my <laughs> desert island movie but but yeah obviously because I'm picking like the obvious like the 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 popular, sh- you know, stuff. Whereas someone, pro- I will say, props to the person that's still watching One Piece because I don't know how you're gonna finish that. Um, bro, the movie's coming out. I may have to restart where I started from, bro. From where? You- <laughs> yeah, or, where from I have to restart point? basically from. Yeah, pretty much, dude. Like, no joke. Red's coming out in November, so I have like, I have literally one month to catch up on freaking maybe 600 episodes. Isn't there like a total like a thousand episodes now of One Piece? Okay, maybe I'm. Ca- I need to catch up on eight hundred episodes or nine hundred episodes. I, I know my I know, like, I know my friend Felix is is actually like trying to watch One Piece. Um, bro, it's so okay. So the thing is with One Piece, it's like it has fillers, so a lot of fillers. So it's like they have an arc. Uh, the last I remember, I was like in the Sky Kingdom arc, and then yeah, because they went up, they went okay. I'm not lying. They went up a water a waterfall, um, and that was supposedly the only way to to get there. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's that's basically I think where I left off the second time around because it was so many fillers. I'm just like, man, this was like not even that important to me because I was like, I'm over here. Like I was excited with the Arlong arc, you know that that was the shark pirate arc. That was pretty cool. But other than that, I was like, eh. Yeah, uh, I mean, you lost me there, but but yeah. So this is, this ain't gonna be about anime. So <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and um, yeah, we got quite the show ahead of you guys. We do have headlines. Um, big thing that happened in in NWSL. We're gonna go ahead and talk about it. Uh, let you guys know about what's going on. Uh, we have a debate topic as well. We're going to recap uh, the reclassification uh, portion of the, the Liga Mekis playoffs and preview the quarterfinals. Uh, and um, we were partially correct. <laughs> I'm not, that's all I gotta say on that part. 
Uh, we're going to preview the MLS Cup because uh, obviously decision day was this past weekend. And so now we're going into the MLS Cup playoffs. So get ready for that and give you our games to recap. Um, certain team of mine continue to pre- continue to prove people wrong. Um, let's see how long that run lasts. Announce our players of the week. Give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. There is some big games going on in other leagues in the world. So we'll go ahead and let you guys know what's going on there. And of course, we're three up, three down. And I mean, it kind of makes sense that we're talking about anime. Well, not saying that it just is going to just be about anime, but the topic is side characters. So we'll see. I'm nice. sure anime will, will be thrown in there at some point. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with headlines. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. From horror genre all the way to biographies, Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this sponsor break. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. It's the same thing for both. So very easy right there. We lucked out there. Um, if you guys see the pin tweet or post, depending on where you're looking at, there is a, a, you'll see our run your pool challenge that we're doing with run your pool. Run your pool is a website that you can create challenges, pick them links, however you want to set the rules and get your friends involved or maybe just find some strangers to get in, involved with it as well. Like we're doing. Um, so for our challenge, all we're really doing is predicting the World Cup by the stages. So right now, Sorry. you're good. As of right now, we can go ahead and predict the group stages. So, you know, obviously go ahead and try to pick and then we'll move on from to knockout rounds all the way to the final. And the person with the highest score, um, not including me, Edward or Spencer will win a jersey of the country that won the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Do we know who wins the FIFA World Cup? No, obviously, because the World Cup hasn't happened yet. So, but that, there's the gamble. There's the gamble. So, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, once again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insert name of C. It is the pin post or tweet, depending on where you're looking at. Um, just sign up and get a chance to win a jersey. Yes, sir. Alright, so... If you guys remember a few episodes ago, okay, maybe not a few episodes. It's been it's been quite some time, but well, well the first th- time we got to uh, have uh, Kenzie on, Mackenzie on for the first time from uh, Woso Digital Media, she kind of went ahead and explained to us what exactly went down with the North Carolina Courage, um, with the Paul Riley incident, where what happened with those two players, um, and essentially the sexual harassment and. And all that implemented there and which led to the firing of Paul Riley. Um, ever since then, more and more issues have come out that certain coaches have been doing this kind of similar things to what Paul Riley was doing. Um, Houston Dash was a little bit different. Uh, you know, Clarkson was, was founded for, I believe it was kind of being for racism, re- racial reasons. Uh, but they had, so. NWSL, US soccer, US soccer as a whole ended up appointing, um, Miss Yates to go ahead and do a full investigation on what has gone down with the NWSL and US soccer, see if there's any sketchiness going on and to basically 
get into the nitty gritty and, and see what were the issues that happened with the NWSL. And she found a lot. Uh, she found that, that now that the NWSL and U.S. soccer has actually failed to protect players from sexual and emotional harassment. Uh, there were multiple instances of wrongdoing that involved those two, that, those two main, those two main issues. And, you know, not only were they sexual, but were threatening to the play, to the players' careers. So kind of similar to what, what, uh, Mackenzie told us when we brought her in was what Paul Wright was doing with, with a, one specific player. Um, unfortunately drawing a blank on her name right now. Uh, and I apologize for that. But, you know, essentially he was kind of saying, if you don't do this, you're, you're, you know, I'm, I'm going to not let you play and, you know, basically threatening their careers if they were not to do certain, certain, um, certain things. Yeah. Right, right. So obviously when you read this report, the the instant reaction should be that you are pissed beyond all reason. And I totally get that. Um it is embarrassing to see that not only not only within a league, which your 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 solemn duty is to protect your investment, which I hate saying it like that, but that is your players. They are what's gonna co- what's gonna lead your league to succeed or not. If your players aren't happy, then you have no league. And, um, and then the U.S. soccer as a whole, man, this is, you know, you've had this, developed this powerhouse of a, of a national team with the women's national team. Um, and, and to see that, that this was going, it, you know, it, it kind of, I wouldn't say it tarnishes their legacy because the players are what built that legacy as it is, but it's just, it sucks when you have the people in behind the scenes where instances like that end up leading to, and of course, you know, with that being said, there was obviously people speaking out in support of the, of, of what has transpired from the Yates report, showing support to the NWSL, the players, the U.S. soccer. Obviously, in the England, uh, England USA game, uh, they, they all stood together and showed solidarity for the NWSL. Um, I mean, at the end of it all, it's gotta lead to one thing and one thing only, and that is getting people out of those offices and bringing in people that will, Fix this culture and, 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 and show support and, and not any demeaning or any, anything like that. You know, put this, put this league, which honestly is a really good league. You know, I've, I've said a lot of great things about the NWSL and it's because it is a real good league, has great players. If, if so, all I always tell people is like, go and watch it and you realize that at the end of the game, at the end of the day, they're playing the same game. Like, Women, yeah. men, it doesn't matter. They're, they're still kicking a ball and it's still great quality. Um, and it's funny because I can, ba- I'm basically saying the same. You can also say, I basically say the same thing for the MLS. Um, but at the end of it all, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a game and these women play their, play their butts off every single day and you see the quality on the field. And it's, it sucks that finally we're giving these players, at least some of these players, the justice that maybe they should have gotten a long time ago. Um, but, but, you know, props to, props to Miss Yates. She, you know, she, she did her due diligence. I don't know how she was able to stomach through it. I'm sure she, there was a lot of moments for her that it was getting, it looked like it was going to get worse before it got better. Um, yeah. but, you know, props to her for her to do this full investigation. It's what needed to be done. And I mean, like I said, people in certain positions <clears throat> should not be in their positions. Right. From here. I mean, let's, I, I believe Orlando City just fired their coach because uh, the Orlando Pride just fired their coach right now because he was one of the people that were uh, being that were 
reported on the investigation that he was also doing some wrongdoing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it sucks that it has to be like that, to be honest with you. Like, um, I mean, what I'm saying is the sexual harassment deal. Like, I, um, of course, you know, we're against it. Not, not, not for it or anything like that. It's just, um, it, it's a, it takes a toll on a player. Like it takes, it takes a toll or like a, a mental toll. Uh, whether like, even if it's like cat calling or anything like that, if the player, let's put it this way. If the player is not, excuse me, not ready for that. Like, let's say, um, I don't, I'm, I'm really losing myself here, but what I'm saying is if she's not ready for, uh, like for that kind of, kind of, that kind of mannerism and stuff, it sucks, you know, because for one, it, it puts a lot of strain uh, mentally and emotionally on that, on the player. Um, it, it affects their game. It affects their like, you know, so, you know what they tell you, like, when you're going to the game, just focus on the game, have fun, like, you know, just play. You know, these, they're getting paid to play. So they have that already in mind that I'm here, here to win it. But then they got, you know, what just happened in the locker room recently or what just happened, like, yesterday or, like, a week ago. Like, she's not comfortable with herself. And then she goes onto the field knowing that that person or people, like, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're there watching her. She's going to feel very uncomfortable. She's going to feel like, yeah, I can't really get my mind fully into the game. And then it's like, it affects, it, it will affect them uh, as well. Like financially, think about it this way. They don't score. They don't perform. They get let go. That's their paycheck. You know, it, it, it like in the future in the long run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I like there should be fire. Like there should be people let go. No, yeah, and I I think obvious. This is the start, obviously, to like truly fix women's soccer, and, and I think that like a little bit about the thing that kind of it's it's great to see that it's at least getting. This is the start of you know helping women's soccer. Um, you know, obviously, you're seeing more former. NWS former players now taking over and leadership positions. Obviously, the Houston Dash just hired their first general, their first general manager, and it's a former, um, a former player. Um, and I think that helps because they have the perspective of of knowing, you know, what it what it's like to be there, and obviously trying to build a, a more comfortable environment. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you to like, you know, you know, bring, you know, women, you know. Women managers and women general managers and, you know, women leadership, which I mean, I think in hindsight should be the way to go. But also like just making sure you're bringing the right people. Gender is, is irregardless at that point, but having people that can sympathize and understand and relate to these players, which I mean, when I say all those things, obviously someone that has played in the NWSL makes more sense than anything else, uh, or can understand what it means to be a, a women's soccer player. Um, and like I said, this is just in this specific sport. And when I'm starting to think about that, I'm trying, I'm now thinking about women's basketball, softball, 
gymnastics. There was a whole big scandal that happened with the with the U.S. women's gymnastics team, which was a I believe it was a, a therapist or a doctor. I forgot what it was, but was essentially taking advantage of some of those those poor girls over there for the USA gymnastics team. Um, it's like, well, yeah, it's great that it's happening in in women's soccer, but you know, I don't. I hope that it's not like that. It's it's like that everywhere else, but. I mean, like I said, this is like a, a sample, you know, sample size. Like I can only imagine what the hole also appears to be. Um, so maybe, maybe what, what's going on with this, with the Yates report can also help maybe someone that's in another sport finally speak out on what they're dealing with as well. So in all, in, in all sense, like this is like the ripple effect. There should be a ripple effect that's going to happen from the Yates report. It's great that it's happened. Um, this is where I give, like, once again, going back to give props to, for, for Yates to do the investigation. And, and hopefully this leads to, you know, better transparency, better, uh, better support from the leagues and U.S. soccer as a whole. So there's overall just, at least, at least to like end, end this on a, on a good note is that this is, should lead to something. At least we hope it leads to, to good things for them. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> For sure, we do want them to get this situation dealt with. Um, um, I'm just really hoping that that, uh, they're able to find, like, find the seeds, like, find the the people that are that are the uh, culpable. Like some culpables, like for doing all this harassment stuff. So. No, yeah, I totally agree on that one. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, because yeah, the Orlando Pride just fired their their coach, which was Amanda uh, Cromwell. Um, let's see what happened. Uh. Brownwell and Green's employment contracts are terminated effective immediately. Uh, are ineligible to work with NWSO in any capacity. Oh, wow. Violation of the discrimination harassment by bull- and bullying policy of alleged retaliation. Oh, wow. So, so you can already see things are, are, are they're, they're already taking action. Um, and like I said, it's not, it's, like I said, it isn't, you know, Gender specific, obviously, the 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 large sample seems to be a lot of more male managers that have been doing it. But I just, you know, that's an example where it's a it's a it's a women's manager. But like, like I said, it you know, you're start. Hopefully, we'll start seeing like a ripple effect of people now taking action. Uh, and uh, from what I've heard, a lot of the teams have been full on allowed the allowed uh, Yates to go ahead and do her job and do their her due diligence in the investigation. Um it's crazy thing that this thing I believe the whole report's like three hundred pages long. So yeah. so like I said props to Yates. I mean she's definitely a hero to a lot of these players right now because the word's out and that's that's the important thing is now it, it is out and um I'm sure there's like a little bit of a of a you know like a a, a breath of just relief that it's finally being done, but now it's it now now it's not like this is this may seem like it was that was a hard part, but it's like things are about to get harder because now 
the real the real work comes in and that's to fix the league and I I don't I wish it I hope it doesn't become a distraction during the NWSL playoffs but obviously this will be a talking point that you're going to hear throughout the playoffs um you're probably going to see a lot of a lot of of moments where players are going to show their, in, in some way their support for the NWSL um so we'll it's going to be interesting to see how the NWSL playoffs uh, pan out if maybe it doesn't pan out I don't, I, you know, maybe they choose not to play because of all that has been put on the report. You know, you don't know, but it's going to, obviously this weekend's going to be very interesting to see how the NWSL, uh, the players, uh, show their, their solidarity towards the, towards what, what has been given out by the Yates report. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. So, I mean, best wishes to, to the players that, you know, they, they've been affected basically to every single player because it's not just, oh, it's just the ones affected because there's also the future components, like future people that are really could be doing any harassment. Right now, they're going to be, they're going to be basically sitting on their words right now. Like, they're not going to say anything. They're going to keep quiet because I'm pretty sure they know. Like, if any word slips out, if any, any little sentence whatsoever that seems sexual in any way, they're going to basically get called out and more, more than likely fired. Yep. So we'll see how we'll see what happens from here on out. All right. So moving on. So speaking of a legend, obviously, if you guys remember in our in our 100th episode when you know Kelsey and me were doing our uh, t- trying to see like who how well we know each other as far as like our soccer preferences goes. Um, everyone should know at this point the reason why I became a Real Madrid fan is because of Ronaldo. I like to say Fat Ronaldo. Edward gets offended by it. Um, but I don't get it, offended. I'm just like, why, why, why call him Fat Ronaldo? Look, you know, Ricky Bobby likes to call Jesus baby Jesus. Um, you know, you know, Cal likes to think that Jesus is wearing a tuxedo shirt. So, like, you know, my version of Ronaldo is Fat Ronaldo. I mean, that, that's <laughs> we can all have our own version of Ronaldo if we want. I, I, just, I just call him the, the original and the phenomenal. No, I mean, phenomenal is 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 proper. It's the is probably the proper way to call it. But I like to say Fat Ronaldo. So my Ronaldo is the Fat Ronaldo. Let me let me just call him that. <laughs> but a you know, everybody now wants to do a documentary now. On it, it's crazy to think now that like when we really look back at it, like but you know, me and er, me and Edwards, like I guess like our early life when it comes to sports, obviously. Uh, during the pandemic, we were, we were given the, uh, the, the, the Chicago Bulls docuseries, uh, I forgot what it was called. Um, oh, the, the last, last dance, ride, the last dance, oh. the last dance where we got to learn about one of the, you know, best periods of, of basketball. The goats. Of, of, you know, and that's obviously the, the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and, and Dennis Rodman and, and Steve Kerr. I mean, the list goes on and on, but yeah, but yeah, we got to, you know, Watch a documentary of like the back behind the scenes of what these guys were 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 going through during that that elite period for them, and um, and then I feel like everyone after that was like, we need to start you know making some documentaries and stuff. Um, shoot, we had an AMR documentary. <laughs> Maybe that was a little, yeah. pre- a little premature on that one, but <laughs> but you know LeBron James likes to do premature stuff. Um, no, they also did the uh, the Fiegel one. They did a Figo one. Um, I, I definitely the, need to watch that at some point. I forgot. I forgot. You haven't it. seen it, bro? It's good. Is like, it it's on, on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, it should be on Netflix. Uh, it was because like 
you, you already know when he played for Barca and Real Madrid and stuff. Yeah, and yeah he was he was one of the first. He was one of the original Galacticos. Um, we did they, we've seen recently. Uh, oh, the Derek Jeter docu series, the captain. Um, so they did mm-hmm. one on uh, Derek Jeter. A lot of people will say he's one of the best shortstops I've ever played. If you ask me, it's Nomar Garcia Para. But who's asking? Um, I mean, Derek Jeter is still a legend. I still, I still rep- I, I respect the man's game. He is the captain. You know all that stuff. But the captain. Yeah, I, I, it's Derek Jeter. I fucking love Derek Jeter. You know, yeah, I love, I love in in the in that uh, movie. The other guys were. Where they're basically yelling at, at Mark Wahlberg for shooting Derek Jeter, and they, some guy some guy yells out he's a biracial angel. <laughs> so he's the biracial mm-hmm. angel. Um, but yeah, so like more and more people are coming out with these sports. Uh, freaking uh, what's the documentary that Edward put me on uh, about bad sports? Oh, the bad sports. Yeah, bad sport. Yeah. Oh, like, so you checked? You did check it out? Yeah, I mean, I watched it. It was it's really good. It's a uh, figure skating one kind of lost my attention, but. Um, I talked it through the ne- the the freaking race car guy. Oh that yeah, guy. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna end up doing it. All right, fuck it. He's like, oh, this is gonna be what I'm gonna do then to get the money. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that Go guy through. went into a bar with a stuffed animal, waiting to waiting to go go to the hospital, go see his his, his the birth of his child. He sees on the he sees in the news that they're looking for him. He straight up dipped right he out dipped. of the thing. He was like, hey, he just looked the stuff that him on everything. He's like, I'm not going to be here for this. He's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I, and then just like interviewing him, that dude was just, he was a character. I, I got to say, that was, to me, was, that's what the one thing I love about about like those documentaries is when you, you meet certain people and you're like, that guy. I, I would love yeah. to have met that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting one. The events is one, obviously that's a, that's one that I, I I was a little bit aware of, um, not fully aware of, but like, I mean, match fixing in in in, in Syria is very prevalent. Even AC Milan got caught with that too. Um, oh yeah. But but yeah, no, like obviously going back, but that yeah, everybody wants to do a sports documentary now. Is basically what I was trying to get to. Um, obviously, we know the ESPN Thirty for Thirties. They they've been killing it and all that. Um, we do need to try to watch that the two Escobars one. That one's a really good one. Um, but yeah, so like, well, Ronaldo's like, hey, I'm sure some people forget about me, which I mean yeah. is fair. I mean, I don't think anybody besides you and me. I mean, we we know the jokes about like the kid said he wants a, a Ronaldo haircut, and then the kid starts crying because they they give him the Ronaldo haircut. <laughs> which if you guys oh, don't remember man. the Ronaldo haircut, Ronaldo basically shaped everything except for the front of his head. So, oh yeah, I remember that. And I remember a I lot remember. of people, a lot. I mean, a lot. Did that? They didn't. It was because of the, the the reason. Well, the reason behind his haircutting of like the way he did it was because of the fact that everybody was basically looking at him some type of way. Because of his, because of his nail, because of his, uh, because of his knee, and basically he, the uh, uh, how do I say this? La prensa was talking a lot about him, like about his knee, about how he's not back, how he's. So the then pre- he decided the he's. For yeah, those uh, that don't know Spanish. Well, anyways, so but yeah, so that was the deal with that. That was the deal with the haircut. Was that he was just 
it was just basically trying to get the attention away from his injury because that's anything anybody was talking about like is he going to be back for it is he actually the same Ronaldo even after he's had surgery on his knee is he still going to have the moves all this and that basically so in order to draw attention away from that he just went ahead and did a the movie haircut and that was the reason why behind it it wasn't like oh my god an iconic okay it, it was iconic because of who he was but it, it's not like uh, you know like how um for example when Cristiano Ronaldo did a haircut you had all the kids like first it was the the mohawk or the fohawk then i think it was like the like the the clean the clean the, shaven the curls. with the the yeah. curl the curls the curls, but then no, also the, the, the one, the part to the side, uh, they did that. And, you know, everybody basically just, they just try to copy Ronaldo, but nobody did copy that much. The phenomenal hairstyle that he did that. I started to think, no one ever tried to do Messi's hair. You, you have to grow out your hair. Still, I mean. You have to grow out your hair, and a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna try that." Well, anyway, so Ronaldo he is jumping in on the on the on the documentary uh, bandwagon, and so his documentary will be called "The Phenomenon," the phenomenon, obviously, <laughs> the rise, fall, and redemption of Ronaldo. As soon as I hear "fall redemption," obviously everyone knows that Ronaldo had to deal with a ACL injury uh, that a lot of people thought that he would never be able to play again. Um, and then he learned to play with his other leg. It was, yeah. which some people may sound, that sounds weird. How, <laughs> like, I, I thought that's, you're supposed to. All right. He basically learned how to be, he, le- he learned how to be, well, for instance, I'm right footed. So my preferred foot is my right foot. Can I kick my left foot? Hell no. Everyone <laughs> can tell you, which is funny. Bro, my, only goal, if her, my only goal for, for our team was with my left foot. <laughs> but, it, just, it was like the weirdest goal ever, but yeah, fuck it. One, it I didn't expect the pass from Yob, which because no one expects a pass from Yob. Two, um, it came, came gave me by surprise. So and, and like my foot was my foot was not in position to kick it, and so I kicked it with my left foot. And three, I didn't kick it right, and so it did this weird little curve thing. Yep. <laughs> it, went, it went in the back of the net. So that's all I know. You're like, screw it, it works. Hey, I I got a goal. That's all. That's all I can remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is very difficult, and you got to imagine that Ronaldo at that point he is a professional player. He's playing at the highest level, and now he has to teach himself how to play with the other foot, which means that he wasn't apodextrous with his foot. Um, which honestly, you're not going to have many players that can be elite with both feet. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, well, Ronaldo trained himself with the opposite foot to the point where he was still a world class striker with his other foot. So, so that just tells you, if that should tell you anything, that should just tell you how good Ronaldo was. Um, the man was great with both feet. Yeah. And he had to learn how to shoot with the other foot. So, I mean, I assume that that's what he's talking about. Um, I know he kind of fell off after. Leaving Europe to go back to Brazil, there was, you know, he went back to party. He did a lot of partying, gained a lot of weight, got into a weight loss reality show um, in Brazil. I don't, I don't know if anybody knew that, but he did. Um, and he also now owns Real Valladolid. So, yeah, he's the president. 
Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that this shit's on the zone, I'd probably watch it. <laughs> and what you know, but you're probably wondering. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, why, yeah why would like, you? Why would you not get the zone? Because I ain't trying to get more fucking subscription services. Okay. Like I almost got the zone to watch the Canelo Triple G fight, and then I realized boxing's dead. And why would I try to waste my time watching boxing? <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> pass. Like, yeah, for you boxing fans, I'm sorry, it, boxing's dead. Just get over it. Um, yeah, so that's the only reason why I would probably not watch it because it is on the zone. Unless you know, maybe YouTube, some someone finds a way to put it on YouTube. Then I'll just watch it then. But. Or I don't know, maybe they, they offer another streaming service. But, but yeah, so, if you guys are interested, the phenomenon, the rise, fall, and redemption of Ronaldo. Um, but Edward, before, you know, maybe you're, share your thoughts. But is it, what, what, you, what do you think this documentary could, could do for Ronaldo? Um, it, it's just going to put him out there. Like, honestly, I think, like, it's going to make his, his legacy pretty, like, all these documentaries that they've been coming out with, Especially like the ones with LeBron James, like he's been the one who like basically direct uh, producing them and directing them and stuff, stuff like that. They've been coming out pretty great. Uh, not gonna lie, like it's something that I'm like, man, I'm like I, I wish I could watch it again, you know, or like something like that. Like I wish I was like, well, I wish they would do one with you know the phenomenal Ronaldo. Um, I wish they would do one with, and I know you probably would hate for me to say this, but Van Percy, you know, like. Um, yeah, no one, no one needs to know that that guy sucks. <laughs> I mean, you're just mad, but anyways, <laughs> I bet you somebody right now is like, "Who do I hate more, Landon Donovan or Van Percy?" <laughs> oh, you know what? They might make a Landon Donovan one. You never know. Oh, I can't wait for that one. I'm just gonna point out, explain how much of a little bitch he is. So, <laughs> yeah, but but that that's my thing. Like, you know, it, I think what it's gonna do because a lot of people, I'm pretty sure. Weren't also they weren't also aware of like Antoine Griezmann, um, you know. So and he had his, you know, um, he had his documentary too on Netflix. See, um, that's the thing though. Like with me, like there are certain players where I think maybe wait a wait a wait a bit before you start making a documentary because Griezmann. I, I don't think I really need a, a documentary on Griezmann. Zlatan, the reason why he he deserved his, his documentary is because the man is is just interesting as fuck. It doesn't matter that he's still playing. Like that man is just an enigma. Like the, he is so he's, he's, he's just so interesting that you 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 kind of want to know how he was brought up, and, and obviously we learned a lot about about you know him, you know obviously of like some of the some of his mistreatment that he received growing up in in Sweden. Um, but, yeah, which is crazy. And it then, so, then, it then, sounds then, so weird when you're like the mean streets of Sweden. You're like, hmm. like it doesn't sound <laughs> it sounds, right. So. You know, it's hard in these streets. <laughs> but I, be, I believe it's because, like, technically, uh, well, Zatan is Swedish, but I think his family came from somewhere else. I, I forgot the Maybe they were gypsies. I don't know. I, 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 for, I forgot. I need to rewatch that documentary. It was really I think cool. it was like, were, it's kind of like Osil, I think, like Turks, maybe? Like oh, Turkish? Oh, yeah, because was he Turkish or Tunisian? I think Tunisian. Hey, well, I mean, yeah. But um, I mean, Oz- uh, okay, maybe it's still a little too early for an Ozil documentary. Uh, I think it would not be because he's already freaking like. There's really he's out of all basically all the teams. I will say when he hangs it up, 
he definitely deserves a documentary on him, and that's Luka Modric, because that man oh, yeah. is a fucking warrior. If you if you know anything about his upbringing, you would know that that dude is a true like survivor. Uh, yep. From like being on a fucking pitch that was on also a bomb site was is is just like that that dude like. It, it's it's like the fact that I know more about Luka Modric's backstory, like him winning the Ballon d'Or, just like makes you so much prouder of him. Like in, yeah. in in some way, like just seeing him where he is now is like, dang man, he got out. Like you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. So like definitely Luka Modric deserves his own documentary. <laughs> Lewandowski, I mean, of course Lewandowski yeah. deserves one. Um, yeah. I'm surprised David Beckham but- hasn't hopped in on the on the on the documentary bandwagon. It, Probably because, like, he knows it's like not something he's he's ready for. Because I mean, he also has like a crazy redemption story with what happened with England. But oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, 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 you know what? I wonder how you, how you're gonna feel about this. A guy from like back Rikelman. like people forget about Rikelman. No, I like I like Rikelman. Like, but I'm saying people. I'm, for, I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still, forget I'm still waiting it. for. I'm still waiting for the Diego Forlan one. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, people don't... Like, you and me, we love those two guys. But, like, there's people out there that are like, who the fuck are those two guys? You know what I mean? Well, they can go suck a nut. <laughs> like, there was a guy that wore 10 before Messi did. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, like, uh, shoot, Tom Brady even had his own his own docuseries as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it it would be really cool to like do that. Uh, shoot, man, a Sir Alex Ferguson documentary would be pretty cool, bro. That would be so awesome. Uh, you're talking about literally like one of the most successful managers of all time. Uh, I would say not do a Jose Mourinho documentary because I mean, <laughs> we don't need we don't need to freaking fill his head up with any more air as it is now. Yeah, unless you, unless you put in that proposal, like just put that proposal in, and I'm set. I'm I'll I'll watch it. Oh God, no! Because that was so. Why, why would they? Why would they though? Like that's the thing. Like why would they put? <laughs> that's why you should not have me be the producer of that documentary because I would just do a total troll job on on well, Jose Mourinho. Well, okay, let, okay, let's put it this way. So to me, like that, that's the thing. Like those documentaries, like for those guys, they they have more credibility as uh, as a as a manager than than a player. So for them to have a documentary as a manager, uh, for example, I want to say Luis Enrique is a better player than he was a manager. And mind you, he was a he. Okay, he Isn't is he like a hell of a manager. Right now Spain? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, he is a hell of a manager. But I, I feel like because of the player who he was back then, uh, dude, he was he was badass. But I, I would like to say Zidane, but let's let's be honest, like. Oh, his his Zidane got really like, lucky with Real Madrid. <laughs> so, like, no, but but I mean, like, no, as a player, dude, no, as a player, fucking crazy. Kind of sucks that his last game involved him headbutt. His last match was literally headbutting a guy and got a red card out of, out of the World Cup. But like, his managerial side is like, yeah, he's like one of the most. I mean, freaking Xavi just like surpassed him in in uh, I think it was like uh, like winless, no, lossless. Lost the streak, like without losing. Uh, oh yeah, I think that was like I think he he surpassed. I think Xavi surpassed that. But like, it's like one of those things where like, you know, Zidane got inherited like a really good team already. 
It's kind of like, okay, okay, let's put it this way. It's kind of like Pep. When Pep went to Bayern, you know? Like, like yeah, teams or the same thing you, with Manchester City. you already City. knew Pep was good. I'm, just, I'm saying like, it, it, like for instance, like I think that I think Juventus was hoping that the same thing would have worked with Pirlo. Like, oh, oh yeah. you know, this team was really good. They just won the Serie A. You should be able to win this the Serie A with this team. And then I think technically they did. Um, I don't remember. I, was that the year that that Inter Milan won? I don't know. But anyway, no, like, but like I mean, Zidane had literally no managerial experience except for like working with the youth side, and, and he goes into. Real Madrid, a very loaded Real Madrid. You still had Cristiano. You still had prime Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, you, you had like a, you still had a loaded team, and you go on and win the Champions League. So like I mean like Pep. Like I think Pep. The thing that's different about when he went to Barcelona was the fact that this club was kind of in shambles after after that uh, that, that 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 Dutch guy. You know, fucked it. Oh, it sounds like deja vu right now, um, <laughs> but. Like so, it's different. Like Sir Alex Ferguson, when he went to Manchester United, I don't think they were really that good. When he went to Manchester United, I for, I, I honestly can't tell you because um, I wasn't I was around that time. I don't think I was even a thought at that moment. Maybe I don't know. But anyways, but that, that's not the point. But like Sir Alex Ferguson, like he went through some growing pains. Literally, Zidane had like zero growing pains. He just won the Champions League. Like, that's, yeah. So like and like I said, like we won't know what what kind of manager Zidane is until he become like he's a manager of another team, um, which was weird that he almost got the PSG job and then he said, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> so, that's anyways, that's the, the whole point of this is just that it's cool to see Ronaldo get his story told. Um, you know, a guy that maybe some people have forgotten about. Uh, you know, like people forget about like the legends that we got to see as kids because you know we got. Basically, they all got overshadowed because of Messi and Ronaldo. The other, yeah. The other Ronaldo. Um, so, and well, it's not my, like... My, what? I was going to say, I was like, my thing is like... Um, <clears throat> my thing is with... That I have a problem with is the fact that this documentary is not going to be like on a... It's not easily um, accessible. Yeah. It's not going to be like on Netflix, on Prime, because a lot of people have Prime. It's not going to be on like HBO Max. It's not going to be on Hulu. Like it's going to be on something that basically almost really, really rare people actually have. Because like you said, a lot of people are like, they'll just watch like UFC. Um, actually, believe it or not. So there's still people that watch WWE and that comes with Peacock. So it's like, you know, that, even the pay-per-views, like all the all the all the big events. Like, See, those it's super easy Peacock. to like watch Peacock because, well, I mean, not saying I'm not a WWE fan. Like, at least I'm not anymore. But like, you know, with Peacock, if you're if you're a wrestling fan, to like talk yourself into getting Peacock is like, you know, oh, they got you know SmackDown. You know, they got WWE. I don't know uh, SmackDown and Raw still even, have their TV channels, right? They're still on yeah, television. no, no, no. They, they're still on TV, but they also come out on Peacock. But I think I believe they also have like the WWE twenty four seven, which okay. is also like you can find like the documentaries and stuff like uh, that. Like, so you know, it, it, it's pretty cool. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not even. And so, like, with you, you have that. You have the. Then you have freaking. Uh, obviously, the Premier League. You can watch like all the Premier League matches that you want to. Yep. Pretend. Um, and then it, it, obviously the you know for me and Edward's case, we're office nerds. So, <laughs> I've been watching House on it. Okay, apparently you can watch House on it. 
Um, which I mean, NBC does have some pretty good shows. Obviously, they got Saturday Night Live. Um, they actually have Parks and Rec too. Parks and Rec. Uh, the, um, it, the Good Place. Good I don't place know about that. Supposedly, they have even Gone with the Wind. Like the old school stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess NBC owns that rights. But anyways, but yeah, so I, I, like I said, you can talk yourself into Peacock. You really can't talk yourself into the zone. <laughs> so, Not really, no. So it's gonna, unless, unless, like, you're just, think, unless you're just that that guy that still like blindly like wants to say that boxing is legit. Um, which I mean, look, man, we know fighting anything in the fighting game is not necessarily legit. Um, there's there's obviously corruption everywhere. Um, but people don't want to watch two guys just punch each other for for twelve minutes. <laughs> for, and for 12 that, Okay, so that's the thing. It's like basically they have like a lot of amateur boxing, maybe like semi-pro boxing, I think. And then, but then the big time events come through. That's when uh, it uh, it, it goes, it goes, it goes uh, into that. You know? know, yeah. That's basically what, what everybody's waiting for. Yeah. So I'm like, that, that's, that's my point, though. I'm like, I, re- I really don't care too much to watch Canelo fight. So, um, yeah, boxing dead. That's all I'm saying. UFC literally did what everybody ever thought about when they were high, and I was like, wonder if a black belt in karate could fight a freaking wrestler. You know, it was just well, like, I think, well, actually, okay, it's freaking, so the funny it's freaking Tekken and Street Fighters is what this, that is. It's real life no, Tekken so, and Street so, Fighters. So let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. That's actually WWE. If you think about it, they had a. I mean, think about it. You have the high flyer. All right, you have the high flyer, but then you also have somebody like, uh, you know, like Tajiri, and he's also a high flyer, but he was actually like the Japanese buzzsaw, you know. So he yeah, was technically I, I mean, like I'm a taekwondo. You, whatever. Is like you have you can have this guy that's a kickboxer take on a a, a black belt in Muay Thai, you know. It's like oh, it's, yeah. who's gonna win, you know? <laughs> so like it's like the thing that we all like talk. Start, we like freaking had like stupid high discussions like who would win I mean Taco Bell got the idea they're like oh let's, let's listen to these guys and someone came up with a Dorito taco so I mean oh, like, <laughs> you know damn well they have a room full of high guys like, oh, just, man. like high out of their mind to come they're like what do you who, who, who would make you want to go to Taco Bell even more man a Dorito taco Dorito taco <laughs> what if all, all, what if, what if you upset. What if you put a hard shell taco? Like basically, all I'm saying is, just the Ronaldo movie is not going to make me get the zone. I I agree with that one. I totally agree with that. So, because so that's exactly my dilemma. Here's here's my thing. I think it's going to happen. Is it's going to be on the zone for a while. And then it's going to end up going either to Netflix or to Prime or to Hulu or it's going to get a little bit more clout. Hulu needs to jump on it because they're like, they're, they I think they're losing in the documentary department, especially because like no. Netflix, like, you know, smashed it out of the park with this, with this Jeffrey Dahmer series. Um, well, technically it's not a documentary. It's more of a, I know. I, I, docu- well, I mean, docu series, docu series, I guess you could call it. No, a docu series would be a, a like a, like a, like a, a series like of a fiction, like a, like a, like a recreated docu series. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, this documentary gets put on a different 
service because I'm I'm definitely not getting the zone. But if you guys are willing to pay extra to get the zone, uh, just send me the password so I can watch it. Um, but yeah, so and phenomenal. So me and Edward, I, like I said, we were talking about guys that like maybe some people will forget about, and it's nothing against them. It's just because of the, of the periods that they're unfortunately playing a part in. And one of the one of these guys, I honestly, I, I'm not gonna say I forgot about him, but like you know, there's certain people that we look, you know, that play the game, and we're like, man, that guy's gonna be one hell of a coach when it's his time to be a coach. Xavi is one of those people. Um, you know, I wouldn't hold my breath on Pirlo. I, I think Pirlo got 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 raw had a raw and deal with with Juventus, but I think he still has a shot to be a good manager. Um, Gattuso somehow still has a job. Um, so I'm still baffled by that one. Um, Gattuso, Gattuso is just an angry, angry dude. <laughs> sometimes we good, sometimes we are shit. <laughs> All time quote. I love that guy. Um, you know, we, we're still not sure about Zidane yet. Uh, uh, Gerard, Gerard looked like he was going to be good. Uh, it's not looking too great for him at Estevilla right now. Um, I'm trying to think of more players. Um, yeah, uh, um, just one. Your tea, your tea painting there, Edward. Yeah, thinking about certain players, man. It's just like, you know, just a, a crazy thought with with certain players. Um, but you know, obviously, kind of going back into this though, with this player particularly, and that is Shabby Alonso, which. Kind of going full circle moment, going back to that that 100 episode where we we're talking to uh, to Kelsey. Xabi Alonso is one of his favorite players. Um, Spanish, obviously played for Liverpool, played for Real Madrid, played for Bayern Munich. Um, just an amazing distributor of the ball. Um, he honestly was Tony Cruz before Tony Cruz. Um, just overall, just an amazing player, and and. Uh, and honestly, I, I did say to myself that Xabi Alonso would be one hell of a manager when his time came to be a coach. And well, now he's going to get that shot because Xabi Alonso has been appointed as manager of Bayer Leverkusen. That's, that's a big step. That, that's a big step right there. And it's, a, it's not even a small team. Like, it's a big team. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, uh, if anybody wants to know about his background, what he's been doing since he, he retired from, from the game. Um, he's been a youth coach with Real Madrid and he's actually been given a manager, a manager job at Real Sociedad B. So he was with the, you know, obviously in, in the second division coaching the youth, to, you know, the youth players of, of Real Sociedad. Um, but yeah, now he, now he gets a shot with, with, uh, with Bayer Leverkusen, a club that unfortunately has been, uh, new, normally you see him on the top end. In the Bundesliga, but just kind of has ha- had a, a little bit of a falling out this year, um, which is the reason why they fired their manager before the, before the the winter break even got to it. Um, before the World Cup started, um, so you know they appointed Xabi Alonso, and I mean, Yard gets a big victory, uh, gets a, a a win in his debut, a four nothing win against Schalke. Um, obviously, you know, no offense to Schalke, but this is a team that just got promoted, um, so I'm still dealing with some growing pains with with that team, but. You know, obviously not a great, very great way to start your debut. Um, but, but yeah, what do you, what do you think? First of all, what do you think of Shabby Alonso? Was he that guy that you thought of that would be, 
would would definitely be a manager when he retired. I mean, it's it's um it's pretty good. Uh, I, I honestly was not expecting him to be like a manager, but it, it, it's um I, I guess it, it's kind of true what they say. Like most midfielders, like they they make really good managers because so far every midfielder that we've seen has actually had a, a decent career, a good career in managing the team, whether it's a small team or even a big team. I mean, Steven Gerrard, um, uh, Xavi, um, you have um, Andre Pirlo, um, uh, it's still, 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 but it's, yeah, <laughs> but hey, true, someone true. someone believes in him. So. Yeah, I mean they they probably like his tenacity and his being mad he all was, the time. He, remember, he was almost a Tottenham manager. <laughs> like, <laughs> that almost <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> I would have had so much fun with that one. Um, oh man! But yeah, man, I, no, I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see what Xavi Alonso does. Um, definitely one of those guys that I instantly thought this guy was going. This guy had an amazing IQ. Um, it's crazy thing. I, I kind of mentioned Tony Cruz, and I think Tony Cruz will be that also, the, the that next player that would probably be a very good manager when he retires, um, if he chooses to go to the coaching side. I'm, I'm obviously I don't know I don't know what he thinks of, but the man has a really good IQ of the game and and really understands it very well. Um, I can see Luka Modric as well, but I think Luka Modric is probably just good. like once he retires, he just he retires. Yeah, I can see him being more of a family guy than anything else. I like Messi. I feel like Messi's just going to like be off the grid once he retires. Yeah. Like, I don't see I that guy so. wanting to do anything. Like, he's just gonna, I think he's just going to spend, spend time with his family, man. Yeah, I think like legitimately, like, I don't think he wants to be a coach. I don't think he wants to, you know, talk soccer. I think he just, I don't think he likes to talk in general. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess that, that explains it. So, like, yeah, I, I really do think Messi, Messi would just leave the face of the earth. Like, he's just gonna. I don't even think he's gonna go back to Argentina. He might just stay in Barcelona, just live there. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We'll probably, just see, sure that's probably. We'll probably see Messi like once his kids get their first calls for Barcelona. So. Yeah. And then tell him to avoid <laughs> avoid Argentina by all means necessary. <laughs> Man. But yeah, Dude, I'm excited for Xavi cool. Alonso. I can't wait to see his next game. Um you know, he's gotta get we'll we'll see what he does when when he challenge, when he has a challenging opponent, but you know, you are excited to see what I mean, it looks like the players are, are the players looked completely different on that field. I mean, Yabi like sport a screamer. So I mean yeah, so I, I think I think We'll see what happens with Xabi Alonso over at Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. All right, Edward, uh-huh. it is debate time. This debate is brought to you by True Classic Tees. I don't know what you're thinking, man. Sometimes there's shirts that like fit you really good on the top portion. But when it comes to that belly, the, the shirt does like very little justice to you. 
But True Classic Tees, they give you a great shirt that fits well up top and also gives you that relief on the stomach area. So you can go ahead and get yourself a little extra something for a meal. So with that being said, man, if you use the code BELLYUPFANTASY at checkout, you will get yourself a 25% discount over at, at once again, True Classic Tees. Thanks to True Classic Tees to be the sponsor of our debate topic. All right, Edward. So recently, uh, Portugal and Spain announced that they will be adding Ukraine to their World Cup bid. Um, I will say this one thing. This is the only thing I'm going to say. I don't think geographically it makes sense for Ukraine to be the other host country. Hang on. That's my thought. I don't know. Because Ukraine's a little bit of ways out, right? Let me look at the map of Europe. Because I'm pretty sure they're not next to Spain. I could be wrong. Okay, Portugal, Spain, then there's France, Italy. Where is Ukraine? Ukraine. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're literally on the other side of each other. I don't know, man. I don't know. I literally think that they're trying. They're hoping that if they add Ukraine to it, that like the World Cup is like, well, we we kind of have to now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I can think about. It's like this is like their their fail safe. Like <laughs> you know, in case of emergency, add Ukraine to get the World Cup bid. Um, which I mean, hey, I mean, I guess that's that's a better way than than bribery, I guess. Um, but yeah, so it, it is. It's it's been said that Portugal, Spain, and Ukraine will be joining together to ho- try to host the twenty thirty World Cup. I thought it was pretty cool in general that it was Portugal and Spain because, well, it's Portugal and Spain they're right next to each other it makes a lot of sense. Kind of similar to what I felt with the, the South Korea. Well, I didn't really think much about the South Korea Japan one. Besides, why the fuck am I waking up at four in the morning to watch this fucking game? Um, but, but yes, I thought about that as a child. But like, which, but I, you know, now when I see, look back at it, I'm like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. They're right. They're like really close to each other. And that's why, like, with this World Cup where that's coming in 2026 here in North America, which will be Canada, USA, and Mexico, which is North America. If you guys don't know what North America is. Um, <laughs> Like, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. They're all, you know, they're all here, you know? So it was like, that's cool. That, you know, it makes a lot of sense. But, like, I like that it's Portugal and Spain. I, I do think Ukraine's a little bit of a, what's the, what's the word? Uh, pandering. It's a little pandering to me. Uh, but hey, you know, do what you gotta do, Spanish Federation and, and Portugal, you know, do what you gotta do to host the World Cup. Um, yeah. like I said, once again, it's kind of, it's a pander move. Not very fond of that pander move, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, like I said, we're, you know, we're, we're starting to see more people trying to do joint, uh, World Cup hosting duties. Uh, so do you think we should be seeing more of these, of, of joint World Cups or do you want to stick it with just like let there be one host country? I mean, I think, I think they should just stick with like, if, if they do, huh. I mean, think about it. They did uh, Korea, Korea, like they did uh, South Korea, Japan. I mean, it's uh, are they like 
actually, you know, like they're are they connected? Can you check your geography map over there? No, they're what Ukraine and Spain? No, 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 uh, South Korea and Japan, like South Korea and Japan. Whenever yeah, they had it back in two thousand two. Yeah, they're pretty close to each other. They're just across. Okay. They're across the ocean. Okay, so. But that, that means that people would have to fly. So basically, I think what it is, is when they're trying to do um, these kind of games like this, where they're like, okay, um, we're going to have the games in these separate countries, they're trying to be like, okay, let's bring in money from Spain, let's bring in money from Portugal, let's bring in money from Ukraine. Like, kind of like, I guess you could, I guess you could say, in a way, it would help out. Ukraine to regain money uh, because they have to rebuild and in order that would create jobs that would create you know all, all, all that stuff so in a way it's also bringing in tourism and stuff even they're hoping that by then maybe everything will be like all said and done everything you know everything's gonna go back to normal um, which is hopeful and you know I do pray that everything does go back to normal soon it's just, uh, I think that's what it is. It's like, uh, kind of like you said, like, you know, if we have, if they have Ukraine, uh, we probably have to be like, well, I guess we have to put them in the mix because they have Ukraine on their side, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a pander pick. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. a pander pick. So, you ain't, you ain't six, man. You ain't slick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, what I think is, is it's going to happen is, it's like I said, like, they're just trying to bring in uh, tourism, like mm-hmm. into Ukraine, they're trying to. Of course, they're going to bring in tourism to Spain. They're trying to bring in tourism to you know Portugal. Like you know, hey, you know, we have all this stuff, and I mean, they're beautiful countries. You know, they're beautiful countries. Um, it's just now, if they get the World Cup pick, they're going to be able to be like, okay, let's raise this just a bit. Let's raise this just a bit. Let's raise the hotel stays just a bit. So everybody's going to spend money whether they go to Portugal, Spain, or Ukraine. And I think it would be a benefit for Ukraine as they're rebuilding uh, to get that so, extra little money so coming I'm, in. I'm trying not to be that guy. Oh, God. I'm, I'm really trying go. not to be that guy. But, like, what, 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 if, they, what if they don't win? Um, I mean, if they don't win, oh, well. Like, that's the thing. They don't win the drawing, oh, oh well. No, like, no. I mean, like, what if, what if Ukraine doesn't win? Like what if, like I, I mean, obviously, I hope that this doesn't happen. But like, what if Russia does end up taking over Ukraine? Uh, 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 no, it'll be called Rusikarania. Maybe I don't it's know. Like, probably just gonna be Russia. <laughs> I, I was uh, just like, I was just like, <laughs> like it, it, this is the weird part for me. Like, it's really awkward because like you don't know what's gonna happen by twenty thirty. <laughs> Um, I, I know, but maybe by then, you know, so if, just in case if that happens, I'm pretty sure they're going to, um, they're probably going to cut it, you know, like they're probably going to cut it, um, and be like, you know what? It's just going to be Spain, Portugal now. We, we, we kind of left the other guy on the side, you know, they, we're, we're okay with that. Like they're, they're, they're going to try to, they're going to try to, I think that's what they're planning on doing. Kind of like, uh, okay, perfect. It's like, um, <laughs> When, when, um, when, you know, one of your friends gets a girl, you don't like the girl and they're like, Hey, let's go hang out. You're like, ah, uh, I can't, you know, because, uh, you know, I got this thing to do 
And then that's when you're like, what, what do you got to do? And you're like, oh, well, you know, just, you know, just, just uh, you know what? Just, just, you know, you're going to be with your girl. It's all good and, and everything. You know, it, it's okay. It's okay. We're, 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 it's okay. It's okay. We're fine. We're fine. We're good. You know, we don't have to do that. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh yeah. So I'm not with my girl anymore. All right, bro. That, that's cool. Yeah, we can do that. Whatever you want to do. That's I don't know if you get one. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. really don't. So, <laughs> you don't get, you don't get the, the reference. So it's kind of like, you know, when they tell you like, hey man, let's hang out. All right, bet. That sounds good. And it's like, oh, but also guess what? My girl's going to be hanging out with us. Oh, bro. You know what? I can't hang out that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's what's going to happen with the whole Ukraine, Spain, Portugal deal. Like if Russia decides to be like, oh, you're mine now. Or like it happens. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to cut uh, Ukraine out of the mix here real quick. Just for a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, with me, the only thing is that, like, uh, the the only thing I the my only issue uh, is um, is like I kind of like it when it's just one country. I will say that uh, I think twenty twenty six. The thing that's cool about it is obviously that they're gonna this is this is when they're gonna expand the World Cup. Like now, it's gonna be you know they're adding I believe two more groups to it. Um, and so, like, the World Cup is going to be bigger, which means also there's a good chance that El Salvador somehow qualifies. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a big... It can happen. Um, I'm hoping for it, too, but... Something um, big, big. But, uh... So that's why I thought it was cool. Like, it's like, oh, we're going to unveil this new expanded World Cup. We're going to have, you know, Mexico, US, USA, and Canada hosted. We're going to have a whole continent host the World Cup. Like, that sounds cool. And it's like, yeah, like it's, it's cool because of how big that announcement is. But I'm like, I still want to see like just one country host the World Cup. Like, uh, like I said, Portugal and Spain, it sounds kind of cool because of the fact that they're both literally next to each other. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, and I think it's because now we're seeing more countries be like, oh, we're going to host it with this country. We're going to, uh, we're going to do it together this year. And so like now it's like, Oh shoot! Like oh no, everybody's not forming an alliance. We got to start forming an alliance to host the World Cup, and it's like, like let's just let's just have your country try to like see if they're good, good without bribery, without bribery. Um, try to see if you can do it with by yourself. I mean, like, like when Germany hosts the World Cup, it was really cool. It was really interesting. Like it's cool seeing like that country's culture being in, in, in like in some way meshed into the World Cup. So like, um. Like one of the reasons why I love South Africa was because it was like it embodied South Africa, you know, in some sense. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Brazil. Um, it, you know, uh, it was in France. <laughs> I was like trying to think of 2018. It was, no, Russia. Russia, like it, it, you know, I mean, obviously right now Russia is a very touchy subject right now, but it was really cool to see like the Russian themes thrown into that World Cup. So like, and even like, even though Qatar, which I'm, I'm more and more thinking that this is going to be one of the most unwatchable World Cups, like ever, which is pretty same much. Cause I, I mean, I wasn't around for most of them, but like Qatar, like it's also cool kind of seeing some of the Qatar, you know, cultural things being in, you know, meshed in with it. When USA, Mexico and, and Canada are going to do it, they're not going to be able to really like mesh in their cultures because obviously there's, a lot of things happening. So it's not like you can do like 
a Mexico theme here or an American theme over here and a Canada theme. Like you're gonna every all three countries have to agree on this one theme and stick with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I like the cultural influence that the world that the World Cup goes with it. So like I would prefer to stick with one country. Um one it's just easier to follow because obviously, you know, I am that guy that's gonna have the little map of of where all the stadiums are at and keep track of all the groups and all that. Yes, I'm a nerd, but well, fuck you. Um, but it, it, that's what I think is cool about the World Cup is seeing how the country hosted, like how they do it. Like I said, for 2026, because of how big it's going to be, because it's going to be the expansion, I think it's cool to do like North America hosting it. But like, I think like, let's go back to doing it just one country. Yeah. No, and I get, I get you. I mean, so it's a, it sounds like a cool reference, but I agree with you. I think it's just one country should be enough. Like plain and simple. It's cool, like you said, different cultures, diversities, but we can't all have like one thing here, one thing there. Like freaking uh, have like the Aztec bird flying along the eagle with the loon. You know what I mean? Oh, that sounds <laughs> like just, fucking cool. <laughs> sounds like a flag to me. <laughs> it sounds like the, they should do that. They should put like the American Eagle, the Aztec bird, the mm-hmm. Aztec Eagle. And, we, and then, like, the boom, we got three mascots for the World Cup. We got the three. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Looney. We got a. Uh, Looney, Baldy, uh, and, and, and Wade. Bald, <laughs> one, oh my God. I'm over here go. trying to think of actual. Now I'm over here trying to think of uh, actual names like, like uh, Eddie the Eagle. Uh, uh, but I there's, guess, uh, there's two eagles. And why would you use your name? No, I didn't choose my name. Okay. Uh, Eddie the Eagle. Eddie, Eddie Eagle. Yeah, I literally just thought of Eddie the Eagle. Your name's Eddie, you idiot. My name's Edward. <laughs> what does your mom call you? Oh, she don't call. She just said, you know, she stopped calling me Eddie a long time ago. I got annoyed. <laughs> okay. Okay, Wiggles. There you go. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, so yeah, so that's my thoughts. That's Edward's thoughts. So if you guys want, it's posted now on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at InsertNameMC. Share us your thoughts. Tell us what you guys think. Should we see more countries do ho- co-hosting duties together? Or should we just let one country do it? Uh, so you can go ahead and put that in, in, your, in the comments. And uh, we'll appreciate that. But alright, so we're going to take a break and then we'll get going with our preview for the quarterfinals of Liga MX. This break was brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. Go ahead and check it out. From NFL to NASCAR, Fanatics has you covered. So go ahead and check out the link on our bios at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and get yourself some shopping brought to you by Fanatics. Once again, thank you for Fanatics being a proud partner of insert name FC. And we're back. All right, Edward. Liga Mekis playoff preview for the quarterfinals. That is a lot of things to say when I'm not trying to think. <laughs> but yes. So, all right. So let's get a recap of what happened in reclassification. Tigres beat Nakaxa 2 to nothing. Cruz Azul beat Leon 1 to nothing. Toluca beat Juarez 3 to nothing. And Puebla beat Chivas 1 to 1. Going to penalties five to four. So I will say 
we weren't completely wrong. Chivas almost had a shot at, at, at beating Puebla. We both thought that Chivas, honestly, it would have been cool for Chivas to win because we'll get to the quarterfinals. But, uh, and then our, the dark horse that me and I were both agreed on, Leon. Um, they weren't yeah. too dark. They weren't dark enough, apparently. <laughs> but, oh, they were so dark. They were actually left in the dark. That's why they didn't win. Because they didn't even score a goal. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, anyway, what's what's your thoughts on the reclassification? I think it kind of it ba- it basically seemed like the higher seed ball <laughs> ended up winning their games. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's kind of like oh here, like you know, first place, second place, third place. Hey, go ahead, let's like let's let's go ahead and uh, like you know, these are the people that are gonna win. You know, like, like it, it just plays so out. It makes Plain sense that you were in a simple. higher position. <laughs> it yeah, makes a lot yeah. more sense. Pretty much, pretty freaking much. And I was just like, man, I was like, damn. I was like, all so, right. Yeah. So apparently, Cruz Azul is not uh, not as 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 cursed as your friend thinks. Um, so, yeah. Hold this purple on really, that one. Yeah, I was like, I was really hoping they all was gonna win, but. Uh, so moving on to the quarterfinals, we have America versus Puebla, and this is why I'm so disappointed because if Chivas would have won, we would have had a super classical for the quarterfinals. Yep. That would have been so much fun. I mean, a final, a super classical final would be more exciting, but well, that wasn't going to happen, especially where Chivas yeah. was in their position. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so America versus Puebla. Um, I mean, Puebla's proven to be a little bit of a frisky team. Uh, but like I said from the beginning, I, I thought, I think America is like, America is just way too good. Like, this yeah. team has just, has stayed on state has been just in one hell of a form going into this thing. Um, I think they're far and out, far and away the best team in this in this uh, in this apertura. Um, that doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to win the tournament, but I mean, I, I don't know if Pueblo can can upset America here. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right on that one. It's just, uh, I mean, I think all they can do, I guess, is like probably do what like. The Mourinho game plan: park the bus, park the bus until until they can counterattack. Yeah, park the bus for for two legs. <laughs> but yeah, yep. so the next game is Monterrey versus Cruz Azul. Um, this is going to be a little bit interesting one. I think obviously Monterrey is a powerhouse. I don't think anybody's gonna gonna argue with that. Um, obviously they you know look where they finished. Um, but uh, there's something about Cruz Azul. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Cruz Azul. It's like when I doubt them, they do well. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Or, um, I mean, dude, we doubted them, and look what happened. So that's true. Yes. So don't doubt them this time. Don't doubt them this time. So I don't. I, I can see Cruz Azul maybe, maybe in the first leg if they can get like a big lead. You know, because obviously that first leg is going to be in 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 a. In uh, DF, Mexico City. For those of you who don't know what, what I don't know how DF translates from to Mexico City. Distrito, but, Distrito, Distrito Federal. Yeah, but yeah, Mexico City. They'll be in Mexico City. Um, if they can, which I mean, I guess you can say the same thing for all these teams that are going to be the lower C teams. If you can come up big and and win, like have like a big win in the first leg, you can go in with some confidence going into that second leg and just make sure you just don't tie. <laughs> just don't tie because if you tie, yeah. you see they advance. Um, 
because obviously the you know in Liga MX the higher seed advances in if, in the event of a tie on aggregate. Um, but yeah, I, Cruz Azul does have some firepower, even which is crazy because they you know they lost Santiago Jimenez, you know who who's now over in 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 the in Netherlands playing in the Eredivisie, but they still have some firepower with them. Um, I just don't think it's enough to to beat Monterrey. Um, so. I mean, I, I, I basically hyped up Cruz Azul for all this and just to tell, tell y'all that Monterrey's beating Cruz Azul. But, Damn. Um, I mean, uh, what do you think, Aaron? I mean, honestly, like, okay, so my pick on this one, I mean, is, is Monterrey. So, yeah. I mean, that just says to me, like, Monterrey. Okay. All right. Next game is Santos versus Toluca. I feel like these two have played each other so many times now in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I feel like I've seen, uh, as a Toluca fan, I think I feel like I've seen Santos a lot of times here in the playoffs. Um, this Toluca team surprised a lot of people, including, including myself. Um, they basically re- revamped this whole, this whole team. They, add, they just basically bought a lot of new players. Um, and, you know, it, it ended up working for a good chunk of the season. Fell off as expected. Um, but you know, this team does look a lot better. The, they had a very satisfying victory, um, over, over Juarez, but now you're going into a real challenge with Santos. Uh, Santos really good, uh, team. Uh, obviously they have their goalkeeper, Carlos Acevedo, um, who honestly probably once, uh, Memo Ochoa hangs it up, will be taking over as the number one goalkeeper for Mexico. Um, I mean, like I said, the same, you can say the same thing for all these teams that just came out of reclassification. Like if you can come up with a big win in the first leg and just let the pressure be on the other side, you can easily upset. It's weirdly enough. I feel like not, I have yet to have seen any of these reclassification teams like end up moving on to the next round. I could be wrong, but I don't think any of the champions have been a reclassification team. Um, yeah, no, none of them have been. So. Like, honestly, the strategy is just score a shit ton of goals and hope to God that, like, the second leg, the home field advantage doesn't, like, <laughs> work out for you. Um, but I think when you look at these four, the four teams that are in, you know, obviously in the top four positions, I feel like Santos is definitely the team that you can maybe beat. And it's not really saying a lot, but I think Toluca maybe probably got more favorable position. Um, but I, I, I think Santos wins it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's true. Gonna remain I, I gonna count, look, Acevedo is good. Like, I'm just going to say that. Acevedo is very good. Um, you know, he's very young, but he's the captain of, of Santos. So, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, can Toluca win this? It's very possible. But I, I think it's it's a little too much to overcome, especially if you're not able to have a strong first leg. Right. And also, this is a pretty much a new team. So it's still like chemistry is trying to be a build, you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's a this is a great position for Toluca right now. Hopefully, the you know, in the Clausura, they end up like building from this and maybe they have a better run, maybe able to stay in the top four. Not come into reclassification, but I think obviously Toluca is getting better, and that's a good sign. I just don't think they can overcome Santos. If it happens, I'm going to be completely happy. But 
you know, it, <laughs> it, 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 this is definitely a good place for them. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, honestly, I want to give Toluca the the advantage. Honestly, I, I do. Like they okay. played really, really well against Juarez. It was, it really, it, it was, it was a good match to watch. I was watching, like you know, I I, I had my kids and everything, but that's what was on TV. I was over there watching it. I was eating. They were eating. They were watching it kind of like together. So yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a good match. I mean. Uh, Toluca had a lot of chances, so if they just keep, if they could keep playing the way they did against Juarez and with the same movements, I think they actually do. I think they actually can come up with it. Okay, I, and I and I get that, and like I said, Santos, when it comes to these four teams right here that are, that finish in top four, I think are probably the more beatable opponent. Um, so thank you, thank you for that one. Okay. <laughs> and then the last uh, one. Pachuca, who was the best defensive team this season, um, taking on Tigres. Okay, see, I... Gignac's uh, on fire right now, so I... Uh, and I, think, I think also they have the leading goal scorer. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, that... No, I think Montelé well, is the best defensive team, and Pachuca had the leading goal scorer, Ibanez. Oh, crap. Oh, um, I, I'm still saying Tigres because Minyak is on fire. Like you give him a free kick, it's like it's like at some point you Tigres gotta do it, man. At yeah. some point, like Jesus Christ, like this team is like very loaded. They have a great coach. Um, maybe my bias, my bias towards Bioho is a little too strong here. <laughs> but, uh, guy's just fun. He's just a, he, he's just can you coach the Dynamo? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Bro, that'd be so fun. <laughs> I just be. Uh, I will buy a shirt with Bioho's face on it. <laughs> oh wow! Let me guess. You buy the super, no, no, super you know what? No, yeah, I was about to say. I was like, you buy the, the super stamp. You like that picture, and you paste it on t shirt, and you would like, go with ahead the and wear it. On it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, you guys need to win. I, I, I think. I think Pachuca could be their best matchup. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tigres. I think Gignac's on fire. Um, this this team is always very dangerous. So yeah, they're dangerous, love- fun to watch. And then whenever they whenever they do get like kind of like uh, at a standstill, they tend to freaking get angry. So yeah, Tigres. Tigres all the way, yeah. But all right. Now, so when, you say is, all, when you say when you say all the way, okay, not all, all the way, the, not all the way. Okay, okay, okay. On this match, on this match, on this all match. Right, I, got I think I think they got it. Tigres is exactly that team that that I was saying about with these reclassification teams. That all they need to do is have a big win home game. Tigres can easily get like a three goal lead in the <clears> home <throat> game. Yeah, like that's what they're capable of, and especially with that home crowd that they have. Um, but we'll see what happens there. We, you know, we'll we'll find out next uh, this next this weekend. You know who's moving on to the semis. All right, man. The MLS Cup preview. This is where you're going to lose Edward for a bit here. Yep. <laughs> so it's going to be like, yay, great! All right. In the wow, Eastern Cup, this team has. I was about to say. I was about to act like Daryl. I was like, this team has put themselves in a predicament <laughs> that is very 
Unlikely. All right. <laughs> so in first place, we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. First place, we have the Philadelphia Union, who's who just seems to be getting better and better each year. Um, they're a very strong team. Shout out to Andrew from Kicking It With Drew. Um, this is obviously his team in the MLS. Uh, but yeah, because they're the first seed, and it's the same thing for the Western Conference as well, they will not have a game <clears throat> till the next round, so they'll be having a bye. So they get a chance to do some more preparation and prepare. That could be a big benefit for Philadelphia Union. Obviously, everybody always has the argument of rest versus rust and all those things. But I think the advantage of being the first seed is obviously because you get a little bit more time to train, a little bit more time to prepare, especially where, depending on who you're going to play in the next round. Um, in the, the next, the, the next, the, well, the first, uh, matchup in the Eastern Conference would be the fourth place Red Bull New York taking on fifth place MC Cincinnati. Uh, the New York Red Bulls quietly have been doing pretty well, kind of, you know, a team that you expect to at least be in the playoff discussion. And on the other side, you have FC Cincinnati, who um, just completely turned their team around from being one of the worst teams in the MLS to now got really scary, really good. You know, they went and got Brenner. They they went and got uh, yeah, Brandon Vasquez is, is a guy that everyone's kind of hoping to see maybe eventually with the U.S. men's national team. Some people may have thought he was going to get a call up. I wasn't one of those people, but he's definitely proven to be very good. Um yeah, you know, Cincinnati went out and, and got some players. Um, they got Matt Miazga, obviously Jeff Cameron. So this team is, is looking to make a strong push. Um, as far as predictions goes, you know what? I, I'm not really that sold on, on New York Red Bulls right now. Uh, I think FC Cincinnati could actually go ahead and advance to the next round. All right. And like I said, this is where you lose that word for a bit. So, uh, the next game is New York City FC taking on Inter Miami in sixth place. Um, New York City FC, obviously, last year's uh, MLS Cup champions. Um, they did lose. They did lose some players. Um, they lost Castellanos, obviously. Now he's over at Girona, um, and then uh, they lost, uh, you know, uh, Sands, James Sands, who's now over at Rangers. Uh, but hey, they're, they're still in the playoffs. They're, they're in a, in a high seed position. Um, so maybe they're looking to go back to the MLS Cup this year. Um, and they got to take on Inter Miami, who I guess finally kind of figured it out to how to compete in the MLS. Um, also the, I guess the little caveat you got to add on to it. It's this, this will be Gonzalo Iguain's last year as a professional player. So. However, uh, Inter Miami wants to finish the season. That will be how uh, Gonzalo Higuain ends his career. He will be retiring from the game, uh, and it, it's crazy because he's actually he actually turned it around. He's actually been really good this season for Inter Miami. Has actually carried Inter Miami a few times now, which is crazy to hear. <laughs> it's crazy to say that as much as we trolled uh, Gonzalo Higuain, uh, but he's been he's been he's been very crucial in this run for Inter Miami. I think it's a lot to overcome against New York City FC. Uh, so yeah, I think this is, this is, unfortunately, this is where the, the retirement tour ends for, uh, Gonzalo Iguain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. and, and props to him. I mean, I'm not going to say like, oh my God, like, you know, he sucks and everything that, like that. He, he, he's done, he's done good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
And the final game in the Eastern Conference side, we have in second place, Club de Foot Montreal versus seventh place, Orlando City SC. Um, Montreal, dude, I don't know where the hell this team came from, but everything just started clicking for these guys. They just, um, I will say, like, a lot of Dynamo fans are going to say that they hated uh, Romel Kyoto. I'm actually one of the few people that will say that I did not. I actually thought Romel Kyoto was actually one of our more important players when it was him, Albert Feliz, and, and Maro Manotas. Um, I actually did. I actually felt that this team was as good as Romel Kyoto can make it. Um, I mm-hmm. thought he was that important to the front three. And once he left, that's kind of where things kind of went. <laughs> I mean, things were already going down. But I mean, like, it got down even worse once he left. Yeah. Um, he, he goes to, you know, Montreal and uh, kind of resurges himself. You know, he got to be the captain for Honduras when they were playing against Guatemala and they're friendly here in, in Houston. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's cool to see, you know, Romel Kyoto performing well again. Kind of been one of the, one of the driving po- positions for why Montreal is in this position right now. Also, uh, 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 Jordi, uh, Michal- Mimarovic, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but Jordi, uh, once a once promising U.S. U.S. soccer player, um, kind of fell off after that. Uh, but you know he's he's looking really good. So they got to take on Orlando City, and Orlando City has dark horse vibes all over them, in my opinion. Um, you're thinking of you know Pato, obviously. Uh, this team, this team is really good. Um. I want to say Orlando, but I, actually, I'm fuck it, I'm going with Orlando. I think Orlando can upset Montreal. I think I, I think so too. So, <clears throat> so there. That's the Eastern Conference on the Western Conference. LAFC they get the bye. Obviously, they are also the winners of the Supporter Shield. If you guys know anything about the Supporter Shield? It's the team with the best overall record combined with uh, Eastern and Western Conference. So overall, in the MLS, the best team. Is LAFC. So if we were to do this like table format style, like the rest of the leagues in Europe, uh, LAFC would have won the, won the MLS Cup right now. But that's not what the MLS does. Um, but yeah, so LAFC, the sports show winners, they would get to go ahead and get the bye. In, uh, the first matchup will be the LA Galaxy taking on Nashville SC. Uh, I think this is a very even matchup. I think it's going to be. Really fun to see how these two teams play against each other. Obviously, on one side you got you got Mukhtar, um, and then obviously you know that back line with Walker Zimmerman over there leading that that defense. Um, and then on the other side you have Chicharito and uh, Ricky, uh, you know Puig, which I think Puig is definitely going to be like the difference maker in this game. Um, dude, this kid is. It's crazy that Barcelona let this kid go. I know, man. Like, it's, it's beyond me how this kid managed to come here to the MLS. It's cool that he came to the MLS, but it's just crazy that, that Barcelona just, just said, yeah, you can go ahead and take him. Uh, this guy is going to elevate the MLS, I think, in my opinion. Uh, and I think LA Galaxy beat Nashville SC. Okay. Um, and, Third place FC Dallas taking on sixth place Minnesota United. Um, I'm just gonna say, I guess maybe because it's like representing Texas, 
I guess I'll go for balance. How dare you? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, you have no connection to the Dynamo. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, uh, FC Dallas, they made some moves to make sure that they maintain their positioning. They went and got Sebastian Legette. Um, Oh, I saw Becky G posted something else. Yeah, Be- I mean, well, obviously Becky G's gonna st- stay with her man. Um, I don't know why I said it like that, like I'm petty about it, <laughs> but uh, maybe because it's FC Dallas. Um, but you know, they did every; they're doing good. I mean, you know, Jesus Ferreira just fucking yeah. killing it as always. Once again, like I said, they added Sebastian Legette for some for some season experience. Um, Paxton Pomacall, I mean. Don't sleep on that guy. That guy is one of the hardest workers on the field, and it, and it hurts me to say that. Uh, but really talented guy. Uh, this team is very, very good right now. It is crazy to think how they, where they are right now. But uh, Minnesota United, obviously, you got Reynoso that you want to hope that he's going to do something there. Uh, but looking looking past that, I don't I don't know if Minnesota can put up much of a fight against FC Dallas. I'm going to be boring, and I'm going to pick the higher seats here. Um, but yeah, FC Dallas, I think, advances to the next round. All right. See, you agree with me. So, expect a, a Becky G you, post. You, you, you agree with me. Very not excited about it. But I you fucking hate me. FC Dallas, okay? I know, I know, I know. Okay. Okay. All right. Then, in the last game, second place, Austin FC taking on seventh place, Real Salt Lake. Um, yeah, it's crazy. First of all, I just gotta say it's it's crazy that we do not have Seattle or Portland in the playoffs. Like that, that just tells you what that will happen with those two teams. Especially Portland, the team was literally in the MLS Cup last season, and now they're they're not even in the playoffs. Uh, but but yeah, Austin FC. I mean, this team, like they just they figured it out. I don't know what the hell they did, but the first season it was rough for them. Second season, like, yeah, that, like, Matthew McConaughey must have went in there into that boardroom and was like, this ain't happening again. <laughs> and so they, they went and got some very pivotal players. Drucy. Oh my God. That guy is way too good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this team just, it's clicking for them. Um, part of me kind of wants Austin FC to make it to the MLS Cup final because, especially if they're the higher seed, because that means Austin would be hosting the MLS Cup, and that would sound like a very fun road trip, um, in my opinion. Um, and I'm sorry for Ralph Salt Lake. I mean, they have amazing players. Rubio Ruben is really exciting, exciting Guatemalan. Very rare that you ever hear me say that. Those two words together. Uh, uh, but, you know, there's something, Austin FC just, like, there's something about this team that's, like, really magical right now to me. And, um, a, a, a cult hero to Edward, uh, Diego Fagundes, is in Austin FC as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I saw, I, was, I saw they were about to get, get, get in a fight. That's what I was on. Got some dog in it, man. That's what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Austin FC beats Real Salt Lake as well. Okay. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. So that is the MLS Cup preview. We'll obviously break down the, after the, the next rounds are over. All right, our games to recap. What's your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is... Uh, it's going to be... <clears throat> excuse me. So my game to recap is... 
Manchester United versus Everton, which is a good recap because Manchester United beat Everton 2-1. to one. Mind you, uh, Manchester United had 61% of the possession and they outshot Everton 12-11. to 11. Four of those were on target for Manchester and two were on target for Everton. And it's a little milestone for Cristiano Ronaldo he scored his 700th club goal. So, you know, he went in there as a sub. Like, I, I believe he didn't start, but he went in there as a sub and he scored his 700th goal. Now, individually, a good milestone, great milestone. And But he also, with that goal, he managed to, you know, put them in the lead, like two to one, you know. So he, he helped, he helped cement that lead. <laughs> Yeah, that was going to be a lot of shit if they did not win that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Exactly. Congratulations, Cristiano Ronaldo, 700 club goals. Obviously, not a very easy feat to accomplish. Just nothing to solidify. Just an amazing career that he's had. Mm -hmm. Um, Just go to the MLS, man. (laughs) Just come over. Come come to Dynamo. Actually, please. (laughs) Please. Like, Hector, I need some help. Um, Sebastian Ferrer needs someone that can. Well, actually, no. <laughs> Sebastian Ferrer, I'm sorry. You're going to be, uh, you're not going to be scoring many goals because Ronaldo's going to definitely be taking most of, most, most of the opportunities than anybody. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, uh, it, it's really good. I mean, you can, you can do it all. But, uh, he's done his 700 goals. So congratulations to Cristiano Ronaldo. And, uh, yeah. Um, but Hector, What's your match to recap? Your recap. So they went ahead and and beat Tottenham three to one last week. This week, well, I guess this past weekend, um, mm-hmm. Arsenal overcame another giant, and that is Liverpool. They beat Liverpool three to two in what was <sighs> just one hell of a game. I gotta say. Um, there's obviously some things you want to question about the about refereeing. Obviously, there was questionable, you know, fouls that weren't called, questionable penalties, all that stuff. But that's hey, welcome to the Premier League. Um, just, dude. I mean, it's true. It happens everywhere. Fucking just okay. Uh, Liverpool like, had learn how to live with. It. Like learn how to live with it. <laughs> I have to deal with that shit all the time, man. Like, I don't want to fucking uh, hear it. I, I can't uh, irritate uh, about how to Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Liverpool had 56% of possession, as you would expect from Liverpool. And to have at least majority, still, it's a smidge, but still majority of the possession. Uh, Arsenal ended up outshooting Liverpool 11 to 8, and on, even on the shots on target count was 7 to 3. Uh, the Liverpool goals came from Darwin Nunez in the 34th minute and Roberto Firmino in the, in the 53rd minute. Uh, the goals for Arsenal were by Martinelli in less than a minute. It was one of the fastest goals in Arsenal's history. Um, <laughs> and, and then Saka comes in with two goals in stoppage time in, in the first half and then scores the the penalty in the 76th minute, uh, which I will say the announcers when, when they when they had a, when Saka went up to the penalty spot and, and they were like, we all know that he has a share of, of of heartbreaking moments in the past. I'm like, fuck you, man. Come on. <laughs> you got to mention the stupid Euro. To the, but obviously, he's not hearing this, you know, obviously. But like, I'm just like, 
that's where you want to go back to is when he when he missed the penalty in the Euros. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, cool, calm, collect, scored the goal. Which, I mean, you know, he had to go up against Allison. So, I mean, that's not, not an easy goalkeeper to go up against. Even though I've said it plenty of times, I don't think there's actually like a skill to be good at penalties. I don't think a penalty, I don't think anybody could be an expert at penalties because yeah. it's, uh, it's more of a mental game than anything else. Uh, I mean, yes, you still got to be able to kick the ball and put it in the back of the net, but I mean, like, it's more of a mental game. It's not necessarily like a physical thing to be good at penalties. It's just really just like, can you outwit or can you out, yeah, can you just outwit the goalkeeper or can the goalkeeper outwit the, the guy that's going to shoot? You know? Yeah. That's all I got to say. So, but, yeah. you know what? Arsenal ends up beating Liverpool 3-2. to two. Um, I will say, um, obviously, this Liverpool team is not at 100%. They're dealing with injuries. They've been dealing with injuries. Um, so it's, you know, this isn't really the, this isn't really Liverpool. Okay. I know that. I'm not, I'm not stupid. Um, it did suck to see Luis Diaz having to be, he's going to be out for a while, um, for an injury. But the other thing I got to say about Liverpool, man, is Darwin Nunez, bro. Darwin Nunez. Oh man. Like, when this guy, when this guy gets polished, he is going to be world class. Yep. Like, this dude is still raw and he's finding ways to score score goals. However the hell he can do it. And like, that kind of shows to how he, when he scored his goal, like, it was just really just like, it it was such a weird way that he did it, but he scored the goal nonetheless. But that's just tells you like what, what his mentality is that he's going to just try to do whatever he needs to do to get in the back of the net. And I mean, it worked out for him. Um, yeah. like I said, this guy's not Holland. Holland is yeah. polished. Holland, like he's, he's the complete product already. Like he's just still young and it's just ungodly how he's playing. Like the guy, the kid's going to score 60 goals this season. Like it, he's on pace to score 60 goals. It was just, Freaking crazy to think about. Um, when the, when the, I think the Premier League record is like 30 something goals. So like, it's possible. Like, I mean, shoot, you might hit 30 before the World Cup. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm over exaggerating there. But, um, yeah, I mean, Darwin Nunez, like, yes, they paid a lot of money to bring him in. And it's just kind of, unfortunately, the way the market is looking now for young strikers. Yeah. But when Darwin Nunez, once he gets to like understand what Klopp wants from him, he is going to make Liverpool be Liverpool. Like, well, maybe not be Liverpool again, but like bring back the 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 the, the Klopp Liverpool, that one that we all were like, man, this team's really good, and 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 like a like man, this team can win Champions League and stuff like that. He can get them back up there again. Yeah. Also, Mohamed Salah, I don't know what the hell happened there. Like, I feel like once he got his, his contract, he just kind of... He's, he's just cruising real quick. He's just cruising real quick. Go get there. Go there. No worries. No worries. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I know this Liverpool's not 100%. Um, and I kind of said it, man. I was like, hey, look, I know they're not 100%, but if there's a time to take advantage of Liverpool, this is probably it. And they did. Um, and I mean, Liverpool, unfortunately, next week, they got to go against Manchester City. Oh, shit. Spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, great win for Arsenal. Uh, for Arsenal fans, they're saying that we're going to win the Premier League. Uh, 
older horses. This is still like it's great seeing what they're doing. Once again, you gotta remember this is still a very young team. Um, it's kind of the same thing with like AC Milan two years ago was like this team is very young. Yeah, they're 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 finding some form. The question would be how they handle it in the second half of the season yeah. when they have to replay all these teams again. So it's we'll see what happens. But right now, yes, it's great that they're playing like this. They they just found it. Some people are comparing them to Leicester City back in 2016, which I mean it's a great comparison because obviously they want that team won the Premier League. But yeah. like you know, let's enjoy these victories. Um, let's, I mean, they're beating these big teams. Uh, we'll see what happens with Manchester City because I think that will be the reality check. Um, it's going to come in for some of these fans. I'm yeah. not, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm staying, I'm staying even keel. I think the club's doing great. Everybody's stepping up. Hell, Shaka's even looking better. Um, so I mean, yeah, this Arsenal team is buying in with Arteta and that's a good thing. So that's all I got to say for that one. But um, all right. Players of the week, man. Players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an apparel company that's partnered with the Players Association of MLB, NBA, MLS. Uh, they make some great college gear as well if you're a college sports fan. Um, it just overall very comfortable clothes. Great, uh, great designs that they come up with. Once again, these are partnered with the Players Association of, of MLB, NBA, and, uh, MLS. So some of these players do have, can easily say no and they don't. So, so they love the designs as well. Um, obviously you guys know I'm a huge Houston Nationals fan. That's my American sport that I enjoy. Here in the U.S., um, and the obviously the Astros are having another phenomenal season. Hopefully, they can make another run um, in the postseason. And uh, yeah, they had a they had an amazing Kyle Tucker shirt. I was like, I gotta get it, so I did. And I also got a Footballers Life shirt. Uh, once again, I think it's a it's a Ted Lasso reference. I can't tell you. I don't I don't watch Ted Lasso, but uh, you know it, it it was I like the shirt that said Footballers Life, so I got it in that Dynamo Orange. Um, for sure, but yes, I, it's very comfortable clothes, great designs, all about it. So if you guys use the code insert name at checkout, uh, you'll get yourself a 10% discount at In the Clutch. Once again, thank you for In the Clutch being the presenting sponsor for Players of the Week. Edward, who's your Player of the Week? All right, so my Player of the Week is I'm going to La Liga for this one. The young Pedri who scored the winning goal in Barcelona's 1-0 win against Celta Vigo. So, I mean, he, I think he deserves it. He, he managed to pull that out. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's a very young and talented player. Like, he's up there, I think, with Phil Fudd. Like, he's that, he's up there in that, in those ranks. Okay. I mean, no, he's pretty good. He's really good. No, he's real. He's real good. But uh, who's your player of the week? So I'm going to Liga Amekis on this one, and we kind of mentioned him earlier, um, and that is Andre Pierre Gignac, who scores two goals in Tigas, 2 nothing win against Nagaxa. All right, so, all right. You know, I he's gonna he, like I mean, we we talk we you know we we said a few times most important player on team Andre Gignac is obviously. He's the important player for Tigres. Like I mean, when he's when he's performing, that team wins. Um, yeah. So, well, except for that one time that he scored a hat trick and still lost. So I mean, that 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 did happen once. Uh, so, but yeah. So congratulations to Pedri and Andre Pierre Gignac for being our players of the week. Once again, thank you to In the Clutch. Use the code insert name 
at checkout and get yourself 10% off. Once again, at intheclutch.com. Yep. All right, man. Games to watch this weekend. So, what's going on outside the leagues that we normally talk about? Obviously, the NWSL playoffs. Um, kind of said it earlier in the episode when we talked about the Yates report, but, uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of eyes on what happens here in the, in the NWSL playoffs. It's really exciting, especially when, you know, for uh, at least here in Houston, the Houston Dash making their first ever NWSL playoff appearance. Uh, but it will be interesting to see what these players do, um, with, with what's going on right now with the Yank, with the Yates report, um, that has transpired. So we'll see what, what we see from the NWSL. Do they play? Do they not? You know, there's definitely some questions that we hope we get our answers this weekend. Yes, sir. Um, also, in the Eredivisie, we got Fairnor taking on AZ Alkmaar. So, really interesting matchup. You know, there's other teams besides Ajax over there in the Eredivisie. So, just thought I'd point that out. Um, and then in, in Belgium, we have Anderlecht taking on Club Bruges, which I do believe those are the two big clubs over there in Belgium. Yeah, they're, they're the big ones. So go ahead and check that out. And then in the Super League in Turkey, we have Beshtika taking on Trabzonspor, which were last year's champions. So another big game, um, over there in Turkey. So like I said, we'll highlight these bigger games so you guys know what's going on, um, over in, in other leagues. So you guys are in the loop. All right, MLS. I mean, we just previewed the MLS Cup playoffs. MLS Cup playoffs. Go ahead and check it out, man. It's going to be fun. Um, in Liga Mekis, like I said, we kind of mentioned already, the quarterfinals, some great matchups. Go ahead and see who, who advances to the semifinals. It will be, by the time this episode drops, the semi, the semifinal. Oh, I'm not semifinal. It will be the second leg of uh, this weekend. We'll be featuring the second legs of those games. So go ahead. So that means... Possible elimination games. Well, I mean, they're all elimination games, but we'll see who advances the next round. Uh, in League Un, we got Rennes taking on Lyon. Okay. And Le Classique, PSG versus Marcio. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I mean, this is actually, this it's funny kind of going back to like full circle moment. Like our first, I think it was our first episode. But like a fight broke out in, in the PSG Marcel game. Oh yeah, between yeah. the players. That was like one of our first episodes. I think so, dude. That is so. PSG Marcel has just gone. It's always been interesting since we started this podcast. Um. So, but yeah. So go ahead and check that out. In Syria, we got uh, the Battle of Turin as Torino takes on Juventus. Juventus desperately needs some form. Yeah, they need a uh, they need a find a man. You don't worry, man. You don't worry. Um, and then Lazio taking on Udinese. If you guys don't know, Udinese has actually been in in some quite some form this season. It's kind of almost Union Berlin esque uh, as how they've been playing. So, so let's see if Lazio can maybe tone it down for Udinese, or maybe Udinese continues their form. Man, we'll see what happens there. In yeah. the Bundesliga, we have Frankfurt taking on Xabi Alonso's Bayer Leverkusen. So, well, there, there, there's your, there's your first challenge there, Xabi. <laughs> Let's uh, see so, what happens. Let's see what happens. And FC Union Berlin, who's become some darlings this season in the Bundesliga, 
are taking on Borussia Dortmund. Yep. Who, uh, by the way, Borussia Dortmund coming off of a huge draw against Bayern Munich, which some people are probably like, why is that? Why is that huge for them? Well, it's the first time that they didn't lose to Bayern Munich. Uh, for one, one also they scored they scored a goal in the final minutes to secure a draw. So mm-hmm. if anything, that was more of a victory than it was a a, a tie for uh, Borussia Dortmund. Um, yeah. So they're coming off with some form right there. Um, so, so yeah, they're, they're pretty high right now. Maybe they want to bring Union Berlin down a peg. So, yeah. So that's possible. Yeah. Man, but yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with Dortmund, man. Yeah. We'll see. All right. In La Liga, we have Athletic Bilbao taking on Atletico Madrid. So, you know, Athletic Bilbao is pretty good. Is a pretty, Decent team. Atletico Madrid. They finally secured a deal for Antoine Griezmann. Griezmann's officially now with Atletico Madrid. So I'm sure that's a relief for everybody now. And now they can actually play however, however long they want to play with Griezmann. Yeah. So, and Griezmann now gets to play more. So everybody happy. It's a win-win. Win. I don't know if you got that yeah. reference there. Yeah, I got it. <clears throat> And it is time, Edward. All right. It's time for a classical. Yeah. So Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Obviously, this is the biggest robbery in all soccer. Don't come at me about it. Don't come at me. Everybody knows it's the biggest robbery. Don't try to, don't try to pretend like it's not. But yeah, so Barcelona, Real Madrid is huge game. This obviously these games usually end up dictating who's going to win the, the La Liga. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, last time Barcelona took on Real Madrid, it was a complete embarrassment to Real Madrid. Um, so we'll see what happens this time, man. Uh, for sure. But I'm excited. Both teams are kind of Benzema's healthy again. Um, I don't think Barcelona's dealing with any. Well, okay. Well, they are dealing with injuries. Um, so, <laughs> specifically in the back line. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause what? Arajo's out. Wunde's out. Uh, Christian sends out. So it's what? It's gonna be PK and who's the other? Who, who do you have in the back line? Uh, Araujo, PK, uh, Christensen, Balde, Marco Alonso. Oh, no, Marco Alonso got hurt too. Marco Alonso. Um, and oh, have no center yeah, basically, back. Pretty much. Uh, do you guys still yeah. have that? That uh, who was that? That like the the Barcelona Sergio Ramos. Um. Oh. Uh. I think he's not not on the team anymore. I know Minguesa. Oh, Minguesa. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so. so is the only healthy center back uh, PK? They might have to use uh somebody else. Going, my Mastrano comes out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh, God, that, that's not gonna. That's not. That wouldn't be good. But yeah, so El Clasico, so biggest game in in, in soccer. Like once again, don't come at me. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up this weekend. And in the English Premier League, we got Manchester United taking on Newcastle United. So nice. Newcastle United nice. is actually not, is looking pretty good right now. Uh, which yeah, they are. 
So a big challenge for Manchester United. Um, I, I guess you could say both. It's a challenge for both of each other because I mean Newcastle still Newcastle still not proven, you know. So yeah, and this game would have been exciting, but I don't know if it's really going to be that good. Is Liverpool taking on Manchester City? It could still be good. It's still be good, I think. Yeah, it, Holland versus Nunez. Um, that's gonna be. That's gonna be good. So there, so boom, there. Got you excited about something. But yeah, so those are games to look forward to this weekend. Uh, there's a lot going on, man. So you, you know, you yeah. enjoy a, a great weekend of soccer. But all right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. And we're back. All right, three up, three down. And this topic is side characters. Obviously, we'll start with Spencer. Eric, would you like to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right, man. Starting off with Spencer and his three down. Number three, Michael Scott. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. uh, technically, he wasn't a side character or was he? I don't know. But he was the embodiment of the horrible bosses in the most hilarious way. So I guess Damn. that's the reason why he's number three, but is Michael Scott a side character? Mm-hmm. I thought he was a main one, but then after he left the show, then it's kind of revolved around Jim Pam mostly and Dwight. Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting. I think, every, I think everybody had their own little, little thing. I guess in some way he was a side character. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not like every episode of, uh, revolved around Michael Scott, so. Oh, that's a good point. Wow, that just blew my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. But I, I understand the cringe about Michael Scott. So I, I, some people have told me that the reason why they can't watch the office is because Michael Scott. Yep. I've heard that too. So, uh, number two, Piper from Orange is the New Black. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. I hated uh, Piper. I it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm not even gonna. It's been a I, long uh, time. I mean, this is one of those weird ones. Like, is she the main character? Is she not? But uh, I think because I mean, it's like Orange is the New Black is kind of similar to The Office, where it's not like you have like a main character, but like yeah. obviously the way you're introduced into the show is because Piper's the you know the the person that's going to jail in the first episode. Um, and then you start meeting the other characters. So that's like a, it's, that's, yeah, man, that's such a, that's a good question now. Is she really a main character? Is she not? Uh, I guess you would, it, that, once again, that, that, that would be then like, how do you define a main character? Cause like, I guess if you kind of go through what kind of what special just blew my mind with, with Michael Scott in some way, she wasn't necessarily the, she wasn't technically the main character of the show. Um, because, like, once again, like, kind of like once she, it's like she introduces you to the jail in some weird way. And then that's when you start meeting, like, the other people in the prison. And then you start, you know, learning everybody's backstory. So, 
But yeah, I fucking hated Piper. Oh my gosh, she got really annoying. <clears throat> she got really annoying. Let me see what Spencer had to say. Uh, she was too irritating. She embodied the character. Yeah, there we go. She was, yeah, she was annoying as hell. So me and Spencer both thought the same way. Uh, I have not finished Orange's New Black, and I think it's just because, like, I, like I said, like when everyone you should know, like when I start watching a show, and I just at the point I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't, why should I fucking care about this? That's yeah. how, that's how I felt at, near the end. Uh, but yeah, so number two is Piper from Orange's New Black. Number one is Joffrey Baratheon of Game of Thrones. Oh man, this little sadistic shit pretty much sums up privilege. Oh my, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. The thing I couldn't stand about Joffrey, if anything, was like I pretended to be so hard. Yeah. And then, like, he was a little bastard. He was a little bitch. Like, oh my. Technically, he was a bastard. (laughs) But. Yeah, yeah. Hence the pun. (laughs) Yeah, he was. Yeah. That was, he was just, he was just fucking weird. Excuse me. His his death was probably the most satisfying death on a on a TV show. <laughs> it had to be. I mean, I I think everyone, which I mean, that's just props to the kid, the the actor though, because I mean, to get someone to it's really like son. hate somebody, to really hate somebody, yeah, yeah. And like, I think, I mean, and I think to this day, I think to this day, he lives with that hate. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with like Draco Malfoy. Got to play Draco. I mean, he's yeah. never gonna. He's never gonna be remembered as 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 him as his actual actor name. It was just, hey, it's Malfoy. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you almost killed Dumbledore. <laughs> Not really. He didn't matter. Really, you know what Malfoy is kind of <laughs> kind of like Joffrey. Kind yeah, of bitch. Yeah. Um, but all right. So for me, my number three. Um, I mean, I kind of mentioned. <laughs> Weirdly enough, this guy full circle moment right here. Uh, Sakura, uh, she annoyed the hell out of me. Oh. Like I don't know how many times she she had to have that speech about how she's so useless and how Naruto and Sasuke are are over here doing things and she's just over here crying and, and it was just like you said this in Naruto, then you say this now in Shippuden. Um, yeah, but Shippuden, she, tried, she backed it up. Huh? Shippuden, she backed it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I still haven't finished Shippuden, so I can't really tell you. Um, but I mean, I'm at the point where she like kind of tells Naruto, like, it's like, I love you. I don't love Sasuke. Like, you, you can stop trying to get Sasuke for me. And then she went over. And then when she like finally finds Sasuke, she's like, let me join you. And I'm like, I don't know if she's actually like serious or this is like a way to get close to him to kill him. I don't know. Uh, I was like really confused at that moment. Um, but yeah, Sakura, she's just, she, she's just really annoying. I mean, cause I'm like, girl, you're, she's not, she's now a medic. Like, you know, well, now she put, like, you know, she's now like, she, she heals people. So, I mean, clearly she has some worth. Um, but like, like, I mean, she keeps, she's just like really negative on herself. That's like what I don't like. Um, and then in Baruto, they make, they, like, they have her daughter hate her. So I'm like, like, damn, I don't really hate Sakura. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, you're like, damn. You're like, like, really hate her. Sakura's daughter was like, I don't even think she's my mom. Like, oh. like, damn. She thought the, 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 the girl that was part of uh, Sasuke's crew was, uh, was her mom. Yeah. And she wore glasses. So I, mean, yeah. I mean, she wasn't. Uh, the red, the red hair. I forgot. But yeah, her. 
Um, but yeah, so number three is Sakura. Number two, um, um, dang it. Uh, number two, uh, side character. I mean, Peggy Hill. <laughs> you guys know how I feel about Peggy Hill. Oh yeah, you really hate her. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I love the episodes where they, where they, where they put, kind of put her in her place, like. I, I mean, the, it's kind of like a, I think what's funny was when she believes all the Cotton stories. Oh yeah, <laughs> like how could you be at this place and that place, you know, all at once? To me, that was funny because it was like Hank's the one that has to point out the bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like how is he in Germany and in Japan at the same time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and then number one, hmm. Number one. Oh, this this is easy, Nelly. Oh God, yeah. I did not like Nelly's character in the office. <laughs> like, I okay. I will say she was funny. Um, when they brought her in for uh the saber store, like oh, I yeah. thought it was funny there. But then, like when she just like walks into Dunder Mifflin, and and she just literally just walks in, like that's the storyline that they went with. Is like she's gonna walk in and just become manager, and no one's gonna say anything. Like no one's gonna challenge it. Nothing. Everybody, everybody was just happy with taking the raises. Yeah, just took the raises. Uh, like freaking the fact that like they even honored the raises. I don't even know if they really honored the raises. They never really mentioned that. But um, mentioned it after that. But like, I think it was also because like, I don't know. I feel like they started like making me want to hate Andy more. Oh god, dude, I hated Andy when he came back. Yeah, because like I'm like this guy goes and drives all the way down to Florida to go get oh, no, Aaron not, back. Not that, not that one. I'm talking about like whenever, whenever he left for the, with the boat. Oh yeah, I fucking hated him. Oh, I'm not talking about that him. one. I'm not talking about that part uh, yet. I'm talking about when he. Like I mean, he literally drove down to Florida to go get Aaron back, and then also awkwardly like break up with his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> if people that have never watched The Office, they're probably gonna be so confused right now. Um, yep. But like, I, I just I like I didn't like. It's just funny because this is now turning into like I hate Andy right now. But like, yeah, because I was like Andy was to me it was just stupid. Um, I get that they were trying to like say that he. I think his his relationship with Aaron is still like was still weird to me because I'm like that's a huge age gap. Uh, yeah, at least I'm assuming there's that's a big age gap. Um, yeah, that, that kind of creeps me out a little bit. Um, but yeah, Nelly she comes in, they literally like, and then like Robert California does nothing about it because he's too horny at the moment. Um, it's literally what happened. Like I'm not I'm not making it up. The scene is like. I mean, she kept saying no, and he was just like, never, never been in this scenario before. I need to go go somewhere right now, handle it, and then I'll come back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah that, so, was, that was kind of weird. But yeah, like the fact that he just like went with it, no one questioned it. They just like, yeah, she's she's the new boss. Um, yeah. I was, yeah, I was like, I really don't like another character. Um, I do like this. I do like her line when like Gabe comes in, like I've heard to Gabe, and she's like, oh, piss off, skeleton. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, oh, I was like. But yeah, Nelly, Nelly character. I, I, it, she just annoyed the hell out of me. Um, but yeah, so that is 
my three down. What's your three down? All right, so my three down is number three. Um, uh, is it um number three? Um, from the goal movie. Um, what's his name? Gear Gear Gavin Harris. Gavin Harris. Gavin Harris. Yeah, like from goal one, because like he was all drunky, drug addict, all kinds of shit, party animal. I was I don't like, think man, he was a drug addict, but well, I mean, you mean you saw people you hung out with? <laughs> He's a womanizer. Yeah, so I was like, man, I was like, this dude is gonna. I was like, this dude's gonna lead this kid over to the bad road, you know? Like I was like, and then he appeared in papers and stuff like that, and then of course the ma- uh, the manager was like the like a Alex Ferguson almost. I think he was also a Scott too, so it was like it was kind of you know. And he seemed very Alex Ferguson kind of, so I think that was that was like the Newcastle manager in the movie. But uh, yeah, Gavin Harris, yeah, like from from the beginning, yeah, like it, it, I just uh, like it just irritated me because like when I first saw the movie, I was like, all right, you know, he's a star, whatever. And then that's when I was like, all right, this dude's just a little prima donna. No, whatever. And even the, the old men, like they were at the bars and were like, oh, that Kevin Harris is just a, it's just a little, a little diva, you know? So that, mm-hmm. that kind of, but yeah. So number three, Gavin Harris, before he decided to be a player, like before he decided to be an actual soccer player. <laughs> All right. Um, number two, um, so, I'm going way back to the nineties here. Um, um, March Simpson. Even what? though the show is called, even though the show is called The Simpsons, but it's like March Simpson. I feel like it was always centered around Homer and you don't like Marge? Oh, no. come on, dude! Really, mm. Homer? Well, she's supposed to be the voice of reason. <laughs> no, I felt like Lisa was more of the voice of reason than anything. Marge was just naggy. I was like, oh, like, okay. yeah. So, but yeah, it, that's what I felt like. I was like, that she's just nag, 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 nag. So, but yeah, that's that was that's my thing. Like, um, Mark Simpson, number two, and then number one. Um, so number one for me. Kind of have to really dig deep about it. Um, okay, I guess. Um, <clears throat> um, oh. Um, number one, or I'm sorry, number one down. Um, I am a lot of mathematical right now. Oh, the hound from Game of Thrones. You didn't like the hound? 
I mean, he at the end, it's like you know, it kind of like he developed. You know, it's like basically he reached full circle, and he was like, "All right, cool. Like, this is who I am. I will defend you. I will defend the kingdom from the Lannisters and stuff like that." But at the beginning, he was just, he was just like, "Oh, I'm a big bully. I can take you on. Whatever, have you? All this and that." It's just like little bits and pieces where he was like, "Okay, he's a good guy," and all of a sudden he'd just be like, "No." He's like, go, go, you, you, I should have, like, when he's like, when he said, I should have let them fuck your little cunt, I was like, whoa, I was like, dude, I was like, no way. I was like, can we just say it? One of my favorite lines from Game of Thrones is actually when, uh, when he's talking to the, to the wildling. Uh, Oh yeah, the wilding, uh, I think he called it like a wilding hag or something like that, I forgot. When, uh, (laughs) he was like, when they were like, I guess they were writing back to the, uh, I forgot what they were talking about, but he was like, he's like, I, I go home, I go back to my giant woman because, like, you know, the the one, the one wildling, like he he's like obsessed with uh, uh Brianna Tarth. Uh, he's like, explaining, oh yeah, explaining the woman to the hound. The hound's like, are you talking about Brianna Tarth? Yeah, <laughs> I just start rolling. This is what me and because uh, Warrior was. Or I had to play like super catch up with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I remember when he was finally caught up. I remember we were watching an episode and me and him just started rolling when he was like, Are you talking about Brianna fucking Tarf? And we just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he's like, Obviously, this guy has like an obsession with Brianna. He's, he has, he's just in love with her. Uh, oh, yeah. So, okay. Oh, uh, well, okay. You don't like the hound. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, so. all right. My um, my so it's for Spencer's three up at number three. He's got Hey Mitch from Hunger Games, aka the drunk guy that supports everyone, <laughs> which was played by Woody Harrelson. I think. I think uh, he was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the presenter and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the winners of game uh, of the Hunger Games. Previous winners, yeah. Yep. Excuse me. And then number two is Frozone from <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> I think you got it wrong. Yeah, I think it was I think you got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I'm just reading the text, guys. I'm just reading. The text. I know. I know. It's um, the Incredibles. He, he kind of was better than Mr. Incredible. Uh, man, the fact that this guy was voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, Where is my super suit? Yeah, the super suit scene is like literally the all-time scene. Uh, the, the, the li- his, his wife, the line was, he was like, we're talking about the greater good. I am your wife. I'm the greater good. <laughs> I'm the only greater good you need. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you just man. see his face just like, yeah. Here we go. I, like, I need my super suit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the world is in danger. Our dinner is in danger. Our, our marriage is in danger. If you don't make this dinner reservation, then you better not be out that door. <laughs> oh, man. Frozone was definitely a great character. Yeah. Um, and then number one, M- MJ Spider-Man Homecoming. The tougher version of Mary Jane, kind of. All right. I mean, definitely the sarcastic Mary Jane for sure. Okay, yep. well, she wasn't Mary Jane, but 
Her, you know, MJ. She was a what was it? What was it? Um, Michelle Jane. And it's like I just go by MJ. And I was like, oh, okay. But I forget, what, what was her real that name? That was her name, Michelle Jane Watson. That was her name. But she, uh, everybody Michelle her Jones name. Watson. Oh, Jones Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Zendaya is just a, a very quirky person. That's all I got to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, so. It's a good one. All right. So for my three up at number three, um, Carl Weezer. Oh my god, he was funny. <laughs> he was funny. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was a funny character. His voice just... God, what, what a time to be a kid was when Jimmy Neutron. Yep. Weezer. <laughs> Alright, uh, number two. Um... Oh man. Okay. Number two is, um, shoot. I don't know why I'm overthinking this. It's Krillin. It's fucking Krillin. How about Ryder? Oh yeah. Guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, I mean, everyone makes fun of him for using one of the Dragon Ball wishes to have hair, but come on. Let's be honest here. If anybody was in a situation that was bald and could wish to have hair back, I'm sure you'll take it as well. So, I mean, it's relatable. I would, I would, I would, I would recommend you watch the new Dragon Ball Z movie just to see how vain people are. I'm just going to tell you that straight up right now. Uh, I'm not vain people are? Who, yes, I'm not even going to tell you who from the show, but I'm just going to tell you. You watch the new one, the Dragon Ball Z Super, uh, the Super Gohan one, and yeah, you'll you'll see what I'm talking. About. Oh God! All right, <laughs> it's on Hulu. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's on Hulu, but all right. Uh, but yes, yeah, so number two is Krillin, and number one is ah uh, man, I'm trying to. What was his name? What was his name? You what? I'm trying to think of uh, I think what, what was damn? What was his name? What was, it, uh, what was his name on Simon? On Simon? No, it's Nasty Classified School Survival Guide, but uh, oh, uh, Cookie, or Cookie, no, uh, Cookie. Yeah, that's right. It was Cookie. That's like Sam Cook or something. That was his name, but he was just he just spoke by Cookie. Yeah, it was it was Cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's Cookie. But yeah, I I freaking loved, I freaking loved this character. <laughs> yeah, Simon Cookie yeah. Nelson Cook. Yep. His character was hilarious to me. Uh, when that that when he was trying to like set up his perfect match to be this like famous celebrity, and he kept getting his his perfect match was a wolf. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember all. Hmm? I don't know. I was like, I don't remember all that, but yeah, that's yeah. classified. What a time! Like I said, like, what what a time to be a kid watching Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, and Cartoon Network. Yeah. All right, Eric, what's your three up? Alright, so my three up is number three. Um, I guess I'm going to go with and I honestly I think this is what made the show as well, but I want to say Violet, uh, what you call it, um, Patrick Star. I'm over here thinking of the color. Patrick Star. Oh my god. I, yeah. I, feel like, so, I feel like an idiot for not mentioning that. 
Yeah, like, because it was, he was the one, like, the both of them, basically. Because I could be, like, Squidward, but Squidward was just, sometimes Squidward was just, like, it wasn't, like, I still remember the Magic Conch. I still remember, like, who you calling a pinhead? You know, like, like all those. My, like, favorite, you know, my favorite line to this day still is, are you mad, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, man, what are you mad about? I can't see my forehead. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. I was like, this is ridiculous. This dude here. But, yeah. But, uh. Bad breath yeah. episode when he's like, maybe it's because uh, you're ugly. Maybe it's because you're ugly. Or no, like, whenever he's like, he's just standing there, menacing me. Get out of there, SpongeBob. The, the open window <laughs> bandit or something like that was? I don't freaking know. I don't know. The hall monitor. I, I just know the hall monitor episode. The hall monitor. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, it, any, any episodes that had both of them going on, and when it was Patrick, of course, psychic, bro, like, it was just, it was funny. Um, <clears throat> that's my number three. Number two, uh, on number two, um, I have to say, um, of course, I mean, it has to be auto mention. Um, or like, I have to say this, uh, Robin or aka Nightwing, Dick Grayson from the animated series, or even so. Is yeah. this your honorable mention, or is this your no? This is my number two. This okay. is my number two. <clears throat> I'm saying honorable mention because I'm like I can't believe nobody ever said this, you know, like like Batman the animated series and it was Robin, you know, but uh, but yeah, so Robin, and then number one, <laughs> Ghost from Game of Thrones, Jon Snow's uh, wolf, Jon Snow's uh, great. Oh uh, man, yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about animals. <laughs> he made it. He made it to the end. He made it. He's the only gray wolf that made it to the end. Wait, is it that's what they call them, gray wolves, or where? Because I remember that was a seagull to their house. It was a something wolf. <sighs> yeah, dang, I, I didn't even think about the animals. Yeah, but ghosts from Game of Thrones, like that. To me, I was like, that was my favorite one because he was like. It was an odd one out. He's like they said, he's the bastard of the bunch, and I was like, wow, I was like, damn. Uh, uh. So yeah, yeah. So that's my 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 three up. Man, now I'm like thinking of all these other characters. Uh, freaking the the king from Rhesus. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, he was an interesting one. Um. Oh, I mean, friggin' Rolf. Oh, Rolf. Oh, that's a good honorable mention. <laughs> uh, hey, boys. Nate. <laughs> Nate from The Office. Oh, he's all right. You don't like Nate? Yeah, he was all right. I was just saying. Um, yeah, there's a, a lot of great characters. But yeah, friggin' Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> Luigi. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm a, I'll actually end up watching that Mario movie. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about you know Chris Pratt just talking in Chris Pratt's voice as Mario, but the thing is, it's probably, it's probably better him not try to impersonate the Mario voice. Yeah, instead of yeah doing it. So I mean, I like, I like the fact I like the fact that he didn't try to do the here we go. He was like here we go. I saw the trailer and I was like, I forgot Jack Black is Bowser. 
Yeah. Uh, I forgot that uh, he uh, he is actually going to be Toad. Yeah. I didn't even hear it. I, I literally did not hear Key in that voice. So Yeah, so it, it must have been, been uh, redone, you know? No, that or he just chose to make a voice, you know, create a voice. I mean, yeah. Key is like a, a real, you know, I don't, I don't think, he, have I ever, has he been a voice actor? Maybe. Well, yeah. Just, just craziness. Yeah. But all right, so that's episode 107. I want to give a shout out to the Belio Podcast Network. Check out their website, www.beliosports.com. Also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Media and at Sports. Great articles are always being done. Great podcasts are always being dropped over there. So make sure you guys go ahead and check them out. You know, they're busting their butts off, making some big moves, man. So can't wait to see what, what Belly Up has to do. Because obviously when they're doing good, we're doing good. So, so yeah. yeah. Also shout out to Alejandro Gomez and her company ANG Graphics. They created the insert name MC logo. We love the logo. Love you others. So go ahead and follow Alejandro on Instagram at a.g.graphics for the next. Once again, at a.g.graphics for the next. Um, hit her up, let her if you guys need a logo done, and if you mention us, maybe, maybe, maybe she helps you, helps you up. I don't know. I can't promise you that, but at least you'll know that we sent you. Um, obviously, shout out to our man, our everything. We got the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award, Roosevelt Spencer. Um, he works his ass off every single day for us. Um, congratulations, by the way, on your on your move to Seattle. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be really cool over there for you, man. Uh, so. Follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. If you guys need some beats done, well, you know, we highly recommend Roosevelt Spencer. So that guy dope. Okay, nothing. All right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Enjoy your move to Seattle, buddy. Um, but yeah, so that is episode 107. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next week for episode 108.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.